just heard No Tomorrow by Neglect, one of the most unique bands of the 90s and a staple of the Long Island and New York hardcore scenes that are one of the many bands that gets repeatedly mentioned on this episode of the podcast. 
Listen in, find out more about their unfortunate influence on one of our guests and much more. All right. Welcome back to episode 15, everyone. Uh, me and Dylan are here, and typically we do the intro and everything by ourselves, but we actually have Brandon, who is a guest today from Act Like You Know, and Alex, uh, that little kid from the Pain of Truth videos. He's here with <laughs> us as well. And they went to a lot of the shows we're going to talk about, and uh, so we're just going to have them on for the whole thing, which we typically don't do, but it's going to be sick. So um, first, I didn't go to any fucking shows. It's been bleak, but... <laughs> These guys went to like eight, so Dude. I'm gonna let Dylan take it away. And well, before I do this, the funniest thing that Dom said out of everything, because Dom uh, was supposed to be on this, uh, we'll talk about that. But the funniest thing he did was send a show from two months ago, and then send a show that didn't happen from Dude, next week. He's so, he's so fucking fried. It's insane. When I saw the flyers, and I think even in that chat, Brandon, you were like. What the fuck is this, man? Like, what are you talking about, bro? Dude, he's so I, fucking fried. It's insane. I, I read that and I just put my phone in my pocket. I was like, "What is going on?" Well, Shout we're gonna to have Dom. Dom. We're gonna have Dom on soon. He will. He will get his chance. But um, and he'll talk about that genocide pack vomit fourth show in in, in crazy detail. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, uh, y'all start with the shows. I didn't go to any of these, so I'm just gonna let you guys take it away till we get to the releases. All right, so I believe this is every show that I went to since the last time we recorded because I'd keep it in my calendar. So uh, first one, uh, Alex and Brandon both went to God's Hate, K-9, Internal Bleeding, Living Weapon at – it was Meadows, right? Yep. In Brooklyn? Yeah. All right, so – Yeah, it was at Meadows. Yeah. Um, you, got, you guys start. I want to hear you guys, what you guys thought because I thought it was a great show, but I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I never know what to expect when something like this happens in Brooklyn ever. So, um, especially next to another show, next to when it was freezing cold and it was on a Thursday, next to a huge show that was going on today. Today, yep. So, um, but it was a good turnout and people went off. Um, Living Weapons, dope, fucking. I mean, all the bands are pretty fire and fucking internal bleeding had a weird little cluster crowd of people show up and then they just disappeared. I don't know. It's like a weird genre of people who showed up for that. But, uh, it's just classic. Like fishnets and stuff like that. And, but King Nine, obviously fucking classic. Um, oh, yeah. It's just so funny when they come on and they're just like, man, this is this is scary. Um, and God's Hate, that I like God's hate. I mean, I don't know. I do too. I don't know what people think about it. One thing I will say is that like, dude, there was a projection behind them playing of the dude jumping, the dude who sings jumping off stage during Sound of Fury. And he looks like, like, you know, he's like fucking insane. I just think we need a dead uh projections behind the band. I <laughs> totally agree with that. It was, I was just like looking at that the entire time. I'm like, uh what the fuck, man? Like, I, I just need to focus on the band. I don't know why I'm looking at this. Did yeah. Scanlon book that? No. He, or yes, know. yeah, yes, he did actually. He uh, did. I, he's a big projector guy, bro. He, he, he is loves, a He loves having the shit on in the background. I, I, I thought the show looked when I because I got there early, it looked kind of bleak, and it was kind of like a weird, a weird image because I walked in and no one was moving. Like you'll see people like walk around. I walked in and everyone was standing still facing the stage while there was nothing going on, which was very <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, 
And then everyone kind of warmed up a little bit and it was cool. And the living weapon set was great. The internal bleeding is like, I like some of the parts. It's not fully my thing, but it was cool to watch. And then uh, uh, King nine is like, I think King nine scared to death is one of the greatest records of all time. So I, yeah. it, it was, yeah. uh, it was awesome to see them. I love seeing them. And then uh, God's hate. I, I like God's hate. I think the record's good. I love the fucking demo. And uh it was interesting seeing, I guess there were wrestlers there. So like there were people doing like flips <laughs> off the stage or people like, okay. So people will like mosh on the side of the crowd, like, and people would put their arms out and people would like flip over people's arms somehow. And like, it was just like, yeah. it was something to fucking see. And there was some alt stuff going on there. But yeah. Alex, uh, Alex got in the pit a little bit, which was cool. Yeah, he so, did. Uh, Oh, to add to that, King Nine scared to death. Top five artwork, I, in my opinion. That's good artwork too. Yeah. Top yeah. five hardcore albums. Oh. Okay. Well, well, like, okay. Like, like newer era. I mean, I I think that record's incredible. So fuck it. That's Dang. that's that's fine. Um. So next one, I was the only one who went to this. Uh, it was the next day, so I went to see you to today in Philly instead of New York. Um. Due to today, outburst ended. Robert Gate cut down at the church. Uh, cut down New Jersey. They had a good set. Um, I, I was like in the back, and Avery said, "If you're from New Jersey, in the and in the back, fuck you." And I think he was looking directly at me, so I walked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they they killed it. It was sick. And then Robert Gate was awesome. I, I, Robert Gate just like it's crazy to see. It, it's crazy how they've had just just crazy shows ever since they first came here and just gets crazier and crazier and people love them it's really cool because you know it's like a, a foreign band or a fast band so they have all they have this odds are stacked against them but they pull it off um and it as always really good someone like shit themselves i guess during it and it smelled fucking terrible during the their set here, oh my fucking god it was horrible uh finally went i for outburst um, I heard that singer, shit sucked, bro. I'll be real. So the reaction was pretty good. They, the Dijon was the only person who knew what was going on there. Only person. He's playing guitar. He's playing it well. Everyone else was fucking clueless, including the singer who looks like they found him at a bus station and brought him there. Um, I mean, I will say real quick. I love Outburst. Same. Uh, there's just some old bands who never need to fucking play again. The the. The, the reunion show they had a bizarre is probably where they should have cut it, but I won't say. I would say more. they even didn't even they didn't even need to do that unless <laughs> it's like a memorial, like a show or benefit for someone who died or something like that. Your band should stay broken up nine times out of yeah. ten. I'll well, like make, I said, I the, the reaction that. was good. People were excited about it, so fuck it, whatever. Um, and then uh, youth of today was they, they sounded fucking amazing. They played a great set. They didn't just fucking talk for an hour between songs. It, they're one of the, I think they're one of like the best older bands to see. They they just fucking know what's going on every time they play. It was I was cool supposed to, to go to this show and it didn't work out and it fucking bummed me out because I wanted to see Youth of the Day at the church so fucking bad. People were excited seeing a lot. It was sick. It was sick. It was a good ass show and I'm all happy I went to that. Um, Next one was in Jer I was going to go to the, the Jagged Visions, Risk, Yellow Stitches, Mind Forest, Pain and Truth show. I woke up the next day. I did not want to sit in a car for three hours. So I went to Jersey instead, which I'm happy I did. Um, so it was Robert Gate ended Illusion Cut Down Scum Crew at Trinity Church. I cannot 
explain scum crew in words. So <laughs> if you want to see one of the most insane fucking like pig squeals, rapping fucking I don't want to see regular that. fast That's, hardcore bars. Yeah. It, it was just it was insane. It, I guess it's like the Raw Brigade guys, friends from from Colombia. So. Oh, was, that makes it kind of dope. That's a, yeah, no, it's not. It's not like some band from Jersey, dude. It's from these Colombian guys, two singers, one of the guys in Raw Brigade. Um, it was fucking awesome, to be honest. People were like killing each other. I, I think in the beginning, no one knew what to expect, and then people were going crazy after it. And it was, it was a fucking spectacle, that's for sure. Uh, if he first has it on his page, so you should watch it. Oh, Cut yeah. down set was great. Um, illusion. I think Illusion's amazing. Uh, the demo's I think they, so fucking good. I think they have one of the best demos in like the past decade. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but I was fucking obsessed with the demo. I right love now. the fucking demo. Um, and people didn't care about it that much, but uh, well, I feel like they haven't done anything. Like they put out that second thing on locking out, and then COVID or whatever, yeah. they just haven't done shit. So yeah, so they probably had reaction wise the worst set, but uh, it was still sick. They they still play. You know, they, it it was cool. It was a cool set. It was a cool set. I was, I was happy to see him. And it clearly was fucking killing it in Jersey. It was a floor show in a in a gym, so you can imagine it was, it was pretty awesome. People were moshing hard, pileups, whatever the fuck. And then Raw Brigade was awesome, and I, I like that Raw Brigade's playing short sets, even though they just put out a, a record. I think it, I think it makes it cooler. Um, next show was uh, anxious the holiday special, bro. I was insanely pissed off. I couldn't go to this. The anxious record release. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah. So an- anxious arms length restraining order wreckage at the state house in Connecticut. So I ended up actually going to Connecticut. Uh wreckage. Um I think I, let ahead. me because you love them. Let's hear what you have to say. I think they're incredible. Like I think it's the best new band out right now. I think when they play their set at FYA, they will gain five thousand new fans once the video goes up. It will be a very old school type set. I have a feeling at FYA. So that wreckage set, I think, sold me because I liked the comp song. I thought it was fine. I liked the new song they put out. Put out. I think it was fine. But the set was really good. And oh, yeah. uh, I've listened to them way more since that. Restraining order, just restraining order set. I don't think they can play a bad set. To be honest, it's very yeah. normal, pretty good. Um, Arms length is a band that I don't really know much about. I listened to they're like this, like. I don't want to say pop punk because it's not really pop punk. It's like way more emo than that. But uh, I heard their record. I didn't really like it. I heard this EP they did. I thought it was really good. And I, I, end, I ended up knowing someone in the band from Jersey. I didn't know he was in this band. And like he got on stage. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But uh, they, they, they were good. The one thing I'll say, because I thought I actually really enjoyed their set. The one thing I'll say is like people kept getting on the stage and just taking the mic and singing chorus, like whole choruses, like on stage. And I wanted so bad to go up to the guy and be like, kick these motherfuckers off the stage. What are you doing? Just let it, it was very fucking weird. And then anxious set was absolutely incredible. Like unbelievably awesome. Fucking so many dives. They sounded really fucking good. They, it was, it was really good. I was happy. I went to that show. I, I they, I like the record a lot. I've been listening to it a lot over since it came out, but I, that gave me like a new appreciation for it. Um, next show was Regulate Wildside Fleshwater Never Again. I've been talking a lot, so Brandon, you take this away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I drove from Ohio 
straight to this show. Um, traffic was terrible once I got to the city. So it was almost a 12 hour drive with a God dog. Damn. Um, I don't know. I love regulate the new album sick. I love Seb and I love Harry. Harry's one of the first guys I ever went to long Island show with. Um, but something was off with this show. I don't know what it was. There was just something off. I don't know. Like I never been to that venue before. Um, I ne- never recognized anyone really there, to be honest. It was like maybe five or 10 kids that I recognized. I don't know. I mean, what what, what do you think, Alex? Uh, I mean, Fleshwater's sick. They were never again sick. Yeah. I definitely do without Wildside ever again in my entire life. But <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was just like, but I don't know. Just, there was just was something going on crowd, the yeah. show. Like, I, I don't know. There was like, I feel like Regulate being a New York band, like, it should have been the most insane thing ever. Maybe it was on a because it was on a Sunday. I I have no idea. I don't know. That's yeah, kind of unfortunate. Like, it's a record release, right? Yeah. Did Damn. you feel like it was crazy, Dylan? Or what did, how did you feel about it? I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, crazy. I I, all right. I all right. The, so when Never Again played, I thought they were going to have a crazy set, and they didn't. Like not not amazing crazy. I thought it was going to be pretty wild, and it was just was not at all. And I was like, and. Which is like, I mean, they've been playing insane sets in Jersey, so whatever. Like one, one, whatever show is fine. Uh, I think they're great, but I was like, what's going on here? Um, Fleshwater played next, right? I think Fleshwater had the most people moshing out of all the bands, which is just insane. <laughs> well, there it should be a no soul. There should be a soul <laughs> moshing to that band. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Chris Smith Metz, who is the ringleader of that circus. But uh, yep. uh I, I, I will say real quick, like. I watched the videos from this show, and even I was like, "Why does it look like there's 30 people in the crowd?" It, it felt like that. I I yeah. think that Wildside Out of Finds. I think that people don't know how to mosh to the new songs, even though they have actual mosh parts and two step parts or whatever. The regulate the songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people have, obviously like the record. Like it, people. The record's amazing, and yeah, and it sure. has like crazy cool sing-along parts and mosh parts and like dance and i just don't think people know how to because like they played the intro which was which was pretty pretty good had a pretty good reaction and they played i think like end action and something else at the end um two songs from the seven inch i'm bad at song names but those were good too but for the whole record like I guess people just didn't know what to do or didn't listen to it because I've been listening to it nonstop and I and I was so excited about it. But people just didn't seem maybe they weren't not into it, but they I didn't I guess they just didn't know what to do. And like I mean, even during hair, I haven't seen them play hair yet. This is the third time I've seen this since the record came out. He fucking yeah. killed it, and people yeah. just were like, whatever. Yeah, they killed that whole shit front to back. To be honest, and. Yeah, no, yeah, there is hard mosh parts in that shit too. Like you could really go go in if you want to go in. In the moment has I think one of their hardest mosh parts at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think, Alex? No, that song definitely does have one of the hardest regulate mosh parts for sure. Great. Um yeah. <laughs> great out. Great review, dude. <laughs> like you were never there. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to he's, send. You play, he's well, 16, you, love bro. <laughs> you think Fleshwater played good? You love them. You were speaking so highly, like, I gotta get there. I gotta get well, over there. Like, I mean, you pretty much said everything that needs to be said about that show. I mean, it was like it was a completely different crowd. Like, but I mean, Fleshwater played great. 
yeah, like Dylan said, they definitely had like the weirdly craziest reaction. Right. That's like when I see like people moshing the Koya. I'm like, you need yeah. to be put into a fucking concentration camp, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you like, what are you doing? Like just stop. maybe like there's one part of a Koya or one. No, part there's a no part. Try, trying to just I'm trying to just think of like some way to justify it, but I just it was just very shout out. Um, Chris, Chris Smith Mets, I'm sorry, bro. But who is what were you that? doing, man? One thing I'll add to this. He's too. a legendary yeah. Long Island dude, bro. I um one thing I, we talked about other thing, but like, please, if you're having a record release, have a record release cover for the fucking yes, record. holy. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, so I couldn't sick, agree. Right? Question like, didn't have it. Regulate didn't have it. I don't know if it's like not at the top tier, but it's like if I had a band, what's the point the of doing it? Was good. I'd have the fucking where we played, how you know, like yeah. Age of Apocalypse didn't do it, and that's like one of the best records this year. That's really insane. I I pre-order every record, and I got the record release records when I can. So you'd have two. The record release, you are me. You're almost guaranteed to sell all fifty of them if that's what you do. I played the fucking Age of Apocalypse record release, and I was so excited to buy the record release cover, even though I had the record already. And they were just like, oh, we didn't do one. I'm like, that's like the most exciting release? part of going is, to a record yeah, release. That is the part of getting the, the cool point. fucking record, like yeah, the crazy yeah. set and the cool record. That's that's yeah, the best part. Paint on it, fucking drawing it with crayons. I don't know. Literally stencil spray paint that? something even, over it. Even like. War Hungry, when they played the shows last year with Cold World, they put a strip of paper in it that had like one out of whatever this yeah. date. You know what I mean? Even that'll fucking something. Die. Something. Yeah. I something. always thought when it was like addressed to you, like a Jakai did it at their record release, like it had a name, like this record belongs to like Brandon. And I remember Scanlan signing my name on it. Like, I thought that was actually really cool. Coyle yeah. did that too for uh, the drives out East record release. Yeah. That's sick. That's yeah. sick. Like I said, like, I mean, the point of a record release obviously is to celebrate the record, but like, you got to do a record release cover. You literally have to. Just yeah. anything. Just go to fucking FedEx and print 25 out. Like, it's yeah. that easy. Just fucking it really number it and have something. That's, yeah. uh, that's all we ask for. But uh, so right. was, that, that wasn't why the show was weird. Though. We can wrap it up on that show. It, <laughs> it was what it was. All the videos oh. up are on feet first. So yeah. I'm sure they um, are. Yeah. Uh, next one <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> He, he puts in the work, bro. He, puts the work. No, he does. It's like, you know, there's other five other cameras on stage, too. It's just At like, least you see his shit. He, he's, I, there. he's there. I will yeah. say I respect him because he uploads immediately. You know, um, yeah. it's whoever gets it up first. Right. And, and, and he goes to the cool shows. So but yeah, he goes to a I lot. He goes to all of them. Right. Yeah. yeah he goes to all the good. I'm shit. starting to think that's his full time job somehow because that motherfucker. Yeah, dude, everything. he's fucking sponsored by past Ruliven Blue ha- Ribbon. How do you? I won't get into that. Go to this next show, bro. I got work in the morning. Um, <laughs> this this show is fucking great. Division of Mind, Primitive Blast, Downfall, Killing Face of Gold Sounds, the worst promoted show, show of all time, but yep. was somehow <laughs> so good. Like I went there thinking, no offense to to Harry or or Vacanti, which I like them both. And I I think the, the shit they do is cool, but I didn't. I, I mean, I saw that flyer two months ago, and then. I never saw it again until last week and uh, got to the show. Didn't know what to expect. And there were a bunch of people there. The moshing was fucking awesome. The, the bands were great. Like, Permanent Blast, I haven't seen five years. I was so fucking excited to see them again. And Division of Mind killed it. Killing Face and Downfall saw them twice last month, but it was great to see them again. It was a fucking good-ass show. Good-ass hardcore show. 
Yeah, that literally that was that was perfect. Um, perfect four bands, bro. Four band shows. Perfect amount of people there for that Gold Sounds venue. If there's any more, that place is like a fucking sauna. Yeah, Um, it's a good venue when there's that many people. I like it there. The vision of mine, I mean, bias, but not even. I don't even know anyone in the band at all. Like literally, like I I turn into someone else in that band plays. Like it's I'm just not myself. It's it it's insane the way that shit sounds. It's like bro, acting. You were acting normally, so I like the (laughs) uh, the DOM LP. But I feel like it, like COVID, just fucked it over so bad. Yeah. Like they put it out. I literally want to. I say like a week or two before COVID happened, or right when it happened. And I mean, I think the album is good, but I think it just destroyed all momentum for them. Unfortunately, just a just a casualty because like the lyrics are so good. And I don't know why they haven't done anything else, like like a promo tape or something. I I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. And they seem excited to play too. So yeah, and I mean, they're the music's good. Like it just sounds like. Dark and fucked up, but not in like a corny way. It's like its own. I don't know. It just sounds cool. Scary. It's scary. Yeah, very. Yeah, they it's got like their own nightmare sound. shit. It, it, I, I agree. It's dark and fucked up, but the first part on the entire record is a fast part. You know That's I mean? cool. Yeah. They they covered uh they covered filth by Hatebreed at FYA that one year, and fucking me and two other people knew it. It was very <laughs> oh, good. Very actually confusing. at that show. Printed Blast did Foreign Bodies by Heartstripes with the singer Division of Mine, which is fucking oh, so really? cool. Yeah, so cool. That's sick. Heartstripes was a good band. Heartstripes fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a good ass show. Like I said, it was promoted horribly, but ended up working out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe in my circles I didn't see it, but you know, I, I, was, I was a perfect amount of people. So if yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Half ass promote the next one there, bro. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> promoting it like half ass because that was good. Yeah. Uh, um, this this next show was la- you went to last night, Dylan. Yeah, it, there were two shows last night. Never again played at Cinco, which I would have gone to, but um, I got a ride to the show and I wanted to see hold my own, hang out with the Chicago guys and see Leeway. So I went to this show. Um, so Leeway, Hangman, Sector, Hold My Own, Wrong Move, and Pink Mist AMH. Um, haven't been to Long Island in a while. It's cool to see everybody. And you know, Pink Mist, I've I've seen some shit about. It. They did a neglect cover, which I thought was cool. Um, Whoa, they yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> they did Horror Struck. Um, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was cool to see. Uh, wrong move from Albany. I think they're from Albany. I haven't seen them in a while. It's cool. I could play with them once or twice. It was we all hung out at the at the diner after. It was fun. Hold my own. Uh, I think they're great. I think it's the best Greg band since uh, Mongoloids and the Chicago guys are fucking awesome and people enjoyed it, which was cool. There's a funny ass dude that was moshing every band and like he was up front, like trying to sing the words. And then they switched places with Sector. So that he's like, yeah, uh, Sector's next. The guy was like, what? What? Who are you guys? Who, who? What's your band name? And and Greg was like, I, I, I don't know. I'm asking myself the same question. So the guy was <laughs> just so confused the whole time. Um, I also got to meet the guy who got the shackle tattoo, which was well, I, I met him once before, but I got to see it in person, which was something else. That kid um, needs to fucking reevaluate his entire life. No, nah, he's the man, bro. He's the man. I, uh, he's something. He, he was sending me some funny ass texts after the show. Oh, I can imagine, bro. I, he's, you got a yeah. new stalker. He said, I'm icing the place where you kicked me. I was like, okay, man. 
you can leave that to yourself. <laughs> that dude is um, a fucking pervert. I'm gonna say it right now, brother. No, no, no. He's probably <laughs> listened to this. So shout out to him. Thank you for the tattoo. Um, Sector was cool. I haven't seen him since the new record. It was fun to see the the new songs he played. People were that they actually had a really good set. People were really fucking with it. Um, Hangman, always good to see. It's like it's kind of sad they aren't like a like a, a thing anymore because I think they're really fucking good. But it was nice to see them and hang out. And, it was a good set. It was all the all the Long Island people I know were up front. It was fun. And yeah, uh, that band is awesome. Oh yeah, just some classic sure. core music, bro. Just to the point, well, core. Well, Alex knows how to play their intro, so you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little fucker needs to do a band, which we'll, I'll get into in a second. <laughs> um, and then, uh, dude, Leeway was Leeway was good. I, I think the best word for it is intimate. It was fun and like. Every like people were singing along, like there was like a good group of like 10 people singing along. Eddie said he was gonna die any day, which made me suicidal. Yeah, I don't I don't mean to be disrespectful at all, but I was under the impression he was in very, very poor health. So when they were playing a show, I was kind of really shocked. Well, they played this hardcore and they had a it was a great reaction. And then you know, I, I've seen Leeway in the past few years play some fucking abysmal sets, but also some amazing ones. So I didn't really know it was gonna happen, but it was fun. Um he depressed me with the things he was saying, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. Good, good couple of weeks. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I went to nothing. So it was good <laughs> to hear about all this. Uh, <laughs> we'll wrap up the intro with the releases really quick. Um, first one, Burning Strong. Uh, they, I put out a new LP for them called Here Until the End. Um, it's sick as fuck. It's 11 songs, kind of a longer LP, but all the guys in this band are like very, very good at writing music, like from outside of a hardcore perspective. So all the songs flow really good. Um, these are the guys I literally been going to shows. These are like my, like not childhood, but like since I was like 14, 15, these are my friends I've been going to shows with. So it means a lot to me that I got to put this out and I think it's really awesome. So, so fucking good. It is and really good. It's a level up. It's like, all it the- is, it is. And I mean, I've like, the, they were the first from within release was their demo back in 2019. Um, but they've just gotten better and better. And this album is like their yeah. like final form. I would like, say like the mosh parts, the more. soft parts. Like it's all just yeah. so fucking good. Just a fucking awesome mix. So check that out if you haven't already. And, um, We'll have Kevin the singer on. I want to have him on the podcast soon, so we'll get him on here soon and talk about some shit. But um, next uh, is another release I did called uh, "What Was Left" by Reaching Out. I did a tape for them, and I will say, Alex, every single person in this band is your age, brother, and they're doing some music. There you go. You got yeah, you got no excuse. That. You got I'll, no excuse. I'll, I'll 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 be the devil's advocate. They're they're like a year or two older than him. They're in high school, you dickhead. <laughs> they're still a year or two older so he's got wow 16 to 18 that's a crazy jump i'm just i'm just playing both i'm switzerland right now playing but, both sides uh i am a big fan of like any kids who actually give a shit enough to like record and do music um them and killing me are very like they don't sound the same obviously but two young bands i'm from with them that i'm happy to put out because i mean hardcore is about young kids at the end of the day and what they're doing you know to bring the scene forward like it can't just be us fucking going on 30 year olds or some of us 30 year olds already running the show. That's just whack. But um, speak for yourself, man. I yeah. don't want to be lumped in the 30 year old conversation <laughs> right now. I'm not 30 either. I'm 28, <laughs> brother. Um, but reaching out, epic band. I hope they do more. And I think they'll only get like better. Like 
I will say uh, the chick's vocals are awesome, I think. Like, yeah. she sounds fucking crazy. She sounds really good live. Statement got to play with them at that show you booked, actually, mm-hmm. at Cinco, right? Yep. Yep. That was an epic show. They were really good. Uh, next release, Morning Disenlightenment. Uh, we don't really have to say too much. We had Connor on for a full episode. I think this record's fucking awesome. Even the, great. Even the pirate song. The fucking the pirate yo, song's fucking awesome. The yo ho yo ho song, bro. <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Great, great record. We've talked so much about it. We did a whole episode. So if you haven't listened to that for some reason, you can check tell it we out. like it. No, nah, I, I, it's, it's sick. I'm really yeah. excited to see them at FYA. Like, very excited because I haven't yep. seen them since FYA 2019. So, yep. they'll be coming and, from the UK. So if you. Get an after show after ticket. Show. There's 150 left, or whatever the fuck Bob posted. Yeah, if you're going to the after show, check them out. And, and the last uh, one is some shit I don't know about. So Dylan, we got the new, we got New Jersey, uh, the new New Jersey band on RTF Records, Legendary Bayway. Um, don't let the art fool you. It is <laughs> awesome and incredibly hard. It is not. See, like, I thought they were going to... I didn't know anything about it when I first saw it. I thought it was going to be some, like... I don't know, some, like, good times or something. But, no, it's... uh, Good times. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's fucking hard. It's, like, NJ Bloodline shit. Like, has some E-Town parts. Uh, you know, just 90s North Jersey hard shit. It's cool. Yeah, yeah it kind of reminded me of, like, early Shattered Realm. That's it. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless like everyone is like a complete weirdo when I get to the show and like they on they're playing on stage, I'm going hammer. So it's like <laughs> I show it to everyone that we roll with. They're like, "Yo, yeah, like yeah, this is fine." There's so. some great parts. I don't think I know anyone in the band. I don't really know though. I haven't checked. How is it called Bayway NJ? And you don't know anyone though. I don't know. That see that that that's that's <laughs> where the problem lies yeah. right there. See, I that's don't really cool know. though. That's yeah. sick. So we'll see. I might know someone in the band. I haven't really paid it out. All I did was listen to it because RTF posted it. But uh, we'll see. They played New Jersey tonight, but I worked, so I didn't get to see it. Uh, oh, but Jason from Never Again said it was really good. So oh, hopefully. Shit. Where was that at? QXTs in Newark. Oh, what the fuck? I was just in Newark all day. <laughs> <laughs> you um, had to do this, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that's that's all we got for releases. Just plug shit real quick and then get off oh one thing i will ask alex how, how do you like neglect so much bro you're like too young to be thinking about killing yourself i always said that you'd be listening know, to them bro. dr seuss suicidal nursery rhyme ass hardcore <laughs> killing fucking... grandma and shit what 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 draws you to that band just because it's from your area yeah but also it's like there's so much more different than like any other band from like the I, 90s I, or at I that would time agree with that for sure i would agree yeah. with that yeah. I don't know, bro. It's just like, you got to hear it. It's just like way different than anything else. I mean, he was looking for an irate, and irate talks about making someone's grandma suck his dick. So I think he's like already there, <laughs> <All> man. <right. laughs> he's, we can't be talking about that with a 16-year-old, bro. We're going to fucking catch a case or something. But uh, plugging shit from within. Um, oh, uh, this is going to come out on the 6th. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. This will come out on the 5th, to the, actually, which is Don't right forget now. anything, bro. It's so fucking... On the 7th, the Seed of Pain and Demonstration of Power split will be out digitally. You got the art? Yeah, it's all done. Oh, let's go. Uh, 
we're we're not doing records until March because of the pressing plant bullshit. But we wanted the bands to have the music out for FYA, so that'll be out on Wednesday the seventh, and I'll have CDs exclusively for FYA. So, um, aside from that, uh, the fucking hardcore pride weekend in March. And after FYA, I'm going to be taking a fucking hiatus from the label for a little bit because I've been going for four years straight and I'm just going to not put anything out for a while until the Envision LP is done. So we'll still be doing the podcast and I'll still be doing zines and shit, I'm sure. But um, aside from that, we're gonna I'm going to take a break for a little bit. So that's all I really got. No, there's nothing else coming up. So um, you got anything? I got, I got – uh... Fool's Game tapes, they're getting shipped. Uh, I think I'm going to do a second run, maybe. I don't know. But Fool's Game will have, uh, well, they'll have tapes for the FYA tour. So if you didn't get one, you can get a different color from them, from the band. Uh, January 27th, I got Painted Truth, Restraining Order, End It, Threat, and Hold My Own at Trinity Church in Asbury. Should be a good show. $15 cash only. Um, Got two more releases lined up. I'm not going to say anything just because, like, I want to be a little bit closer when I think they're going to come out until I say something. And then uh, I'm sure I will be sniping everything from Carter after March or January <laughs> or whatever the fuck. So, and I got a couple more shows, but nothing yet. But, you know, yeah. working on it. You guys got anything you want to plug before we get into the actual episode? Uh, No. We're going to put out some <laughs> clothes soon, but other than that, I was actually just looking at the stories from the show, from the Bayway show in Newark, and it looked actually sick. Yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, nah, I mean, yeah, we're going to put some new clothes out, and other than that, yeah, just keep it moving, honestly. Uh, you, yeah, Alex? I'll, be, I'll be at the From Within. I'll do, I go to all this shit that you guys do. Are so. you going to FYA? Nah, nah. Word. That's far from you. I don't, I don't blame you. Fucking, like, Christmas break. Like, why, why is it always a week after the break? I don't, yeah, we, we've talked, me and Bob talked about it so many times. It literally is the weekend before school starts. So that I feel like that fucks a lot of people up too. Yeah. It's like I, everyone I, gets I, off that week. Just do it that week. I, I feel like people yeah. who work though, I can't get, I can't take off that week. So I feel like that is a part of it too. Are like if it was, no, I am. I know I'm saying oh, if it was boy. before that, I wouldn't be able to take like off the, the very first weekend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you going to see, are you going to the, the, the holiday jam for bulldoze? Yeah, we should be down there, I think. Uh, Alex, what do you what do you plug in, bro? Yeah, what you got to plug, bro? Your job man, or anything? I don't got nothing. He's starting a new band, man, with Dom. You with start a, a fucking band. What, yeah. What's your favorite neglect song? Oh, that's probably No Tomorrow. All right, there we go. That's a good way to send this off. Yeah, no Tomorrow. Right. No podcast. All right, enjoy the fucking episode. <laughs> All right, we're here with Brandon from uh, Act Like You Know and his little fucking uh, jit bag kid he rolls with, Alex from Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) We got Uh, got a From Within podcast late night version. It's 11 p.m. We're recording this the day before it comes out because it was it's just been a uh, shout out to Dom from Simulacra. It's been a fucking whirlwind. Dom was supposed to be on this, and then he was on the call, and he's like, I can't do it. I got to do it another day. So <laughs> I have nothing he'll, to talk about. He'll be on there. But um, there's a lot we're going to talk about in this episode. Um, the main thing being about Act Like You Know, which is something that uh, Brandon runs, which a lot of people that listen to this are probably familiar with already. 
and some recent controversy that um, he had to deal with. I guess you're still dealing with it, right? Technically. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, which we'll get into. Um, but first, yeah, uh, I mean, like we talked before this, but like me and you have seen each other for a while. Like we every time I see, you know, I say what's up. And um, but I mean, I feel like I saw you for like literally years before we actually were introduced to each other and shit. Same. And I don't know. I just saw you like everywhere and I didn't know where you lived, but like. And I, I'm from Alabama, you know, I, grew, I live in Florida now. So I was like, where the fuck is this dude from? Like, he's, <laughs> he's been everywhere, but you're from Cleveland originally, right? Yep, originally from Cleveland. Yeah. And I moved to, I moved to Brooklyn about 13, going on 14 years um, ago. Um, I was going to show, actually, like when I moved here, I didn't even have an iPhone. So I uh, was always like on looking for shows and shit. And I just couldn't find like where these would even happen. And uh, I was going to shows for a really long time, just by my fucking self. Um, yeah. And then one day uh, somehow I met Dom. Thanks Dom for not being here. You piece of shit. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, uh, he had, uh, we would talk about design stuff and he said he used to ride bikes and then uh we just kind of kicked it off from there. And then one day he hit me up and said, Alex Casey actually like fucked with act like, you know, and uh, then from there on out, like people kind of just were like, Oh, I'm yeah, I have seen that kid around or that guy around or whatever. And they just started talking to me and, you know, it went from there. So. Yeah. I remember our first interaction. This is really funny. You probably won't even remember this, but it was at the second unity barbecue. Like, I remember someone, like, sent me an email or something about something about the Striker CD or if they're going to have shirts or something. And you came up, you were like, yo, I, like, messaged a From Within account, like, trying to find something or something like that. And I just remember it was like, oh, I don't okay. know. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that feels weird to, like, punish you being, like, in my No, not at all. It's like. I I get like really obsessed about really stupid things like hey like I liked that design on the striker I want it on a shirt can that happen and then like usually just these things don't ever happen right no I mean I don't think that's weird at all I mean I think that's like the telltale signs of like a true hardcore kid you know quote unquote like yeah. in, in my time, personal opinion so not punishing at all uh, go ahead Dylan I was gonna say the first time I ever talked to him was at a Taco Bell before COVID and then COVID happened <laughs> I never saw him again <laughs> until after <laughs> all right <laughs> but um yeah so you grew up in Cleveland correct grew up in Cleveland so I grew up I grew up in a small town like outside of Cleveland uh called Medina and um it's in between Akron where LeBron's from if anyone's familiar with that and uh, been there been there been so there. it was like 20 from Akron 20 from Cleveland and so it was like a perfect amount of like time to go to shows there and shows there and then but you know Medina is pretty much farmland so um but for whatever reason in our high school there was like a huge fucking hardcore scene like uh there's probably like 50 kids in a hardcore, which maybe thinking about that now, that's kind of crazy. And I think about it back then that it actually is crazy, but a lot of them were straight edge kids too. So I'd see these dudes walking around with like in my eyes shirts, fucking floor punch shirts, you know, carry on shirts. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't even know what these bands were. They do these, these kids just look cool. And uh, I would like, I would draw the names and shit on my like folders at school and stuff. There was no way to look it up or anything. So it was just like, I would just be like, oh, cool. Ended up being friends with some of these guys, mostly like through skateboarding or bike riding. 
And this kid, Matthew Shoemaker, he actually gave me my first hardcore CD, which was a bridge nine sampler called Fighting Music. And uh, his brother was in a band called My Luck. I don't know if anyone listening to this would probably know what that is, but maybe Bob Wilson might actually know what that is. But um, his brother was in. I look like the Texas band. I don't know. Like, like the dude from Iron Age in it. My look. I don't, maybe it's a different, it was a hardcore band. Wait, what, 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 what was the guy's name his, and his brother? His name was Matthew Shoemaker. There could be, uh, maybe. All right. Band. There was a Cliff Shoemaker in my luck. So yeah, it's the band with the dude from Iron Age in it. So yes, I do know what my luck is. Okay. Um, so he gave me that one day and I would just listen to that on the bus, like all the fucking time. Like literally I had like boy sets fire on it and like shit like that. And yeah. I was like, wow, this fucking stuff is sick. And listen to that for so long until I even realized it was actually, some of that shit was actually hardcore music. So that's pretty crazy that you just went to the high school with the guy that was like in a, a band like that, with people that were in crazy bands after. Yeah. That is very strange. Like also the fighting, the fighting music thing had converged. No warning. Carry on pretty good. Standing Damn, grounds. That's, American that's nightmare. Beast. Yeah, yeah that stamping ground on it. Yeah, yeah. N- knuckle yeah. dust. Uh, wow, yeah. it's a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, like Cleveland, like kind of fascinates me in in a couple ways. Like, first off, I went there recently, and it's like one of the shittiest places I ever been in my life, bro. Like, it, <laughs> it, 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 I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like, I was like, I cannot believe people fucking live here. Like, this. That's is how amazing. I felt about Akron when I and went I, there. And I stayed like across the street from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, like, what I would imagine is like the downtown like part, right? But it was just like, I don't know. It was insanely shitty. I went to a baseball game though, and that was dope. But aside from the city, like the scene there, kind of like. I just don't know much about it aside from like the legendary bands, obviously, you know, like one life crew ringworm shit like that. But like, as far as like newer bands, aside from live it down now, like, I feel like you just didn't hear about the scene that much, you know what I mean? Which is kind of crazy. Cause like looking back, I mean, I think like Clevo, like that sound is like by far one of the coolest and hardcore in my opinion, you know, and it's very much its own thing. And it's like, I don't even know like how to explain, I don't even know how to explain it like in words exactly, but it's so cool. And it's just crazy to me that like, did it die off at some point or was it just its own self-contained thing that just didn't really get out anywhere else? So I, I would have to say that I'm not that old where, you know, I remember one life crew being yeah, yeah, of course. band, right? Yeah. So I do remember if we, if I rewind it back, I remember hanging out with this kid in my neighborhood who skated and I'd go to his mom's house and one life crew American justice was sitting on their uh, like their like coffee table. And I remember the seeing that album art and being like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and uh, those dudes are pretty fucking badass. Like all those kids were such troublemakers and shit. And I was like, damn, years later, I'm looking at fucking uh, videos on YouTube, like really old One Life crew videos before they all got taken down. Yeah, you can't find that my, shit now. My neighborhood yeah. friends are in those videos moshing, like going pretty fucking hard. And like, they never, you know, we would build forts in the woods and shit, you know? And like, these guys are listening to One Life crew and they're moshing. And like, I'm like, okay, like they never told me. So years later, like probably 12 years later, I actually hit them up on Facebook and I was like, hey, uh, 
remember this shit? And they were like, yeah, you know, they like, got any shirts or hoodies or anything like that. You know, they're like, no, I never had any of that shit, but whatever. But yeah, no, believe it or not, a lot of the kids from Medina, where I'm from, when I was going to shows there, they kind of held down booking everything. And then a lot of those dudes left. Actually, one of them moved to New York and now he's a big booking agent uh, for like not hardcore bands, like real fucking bands that tour and make money. And uh, so those dudes kind of were holding it down at this place called Now That's Class. And um, I've saw a lot of shit. They had a place called The Brothel. They all live down there on the east side of Cleveland in this basement. And, uh, you know, I remember I remember not like having good Internet skills at that time. My friend being like, yo, uh, we, we we're bringing this band Trapped Under Ice out down here. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And they'd be like, nah, you're going to fuck with it because, you know, you can mosh to it. And I'm like, oh, word. OK, so they showed me the demo. I'm like, holy shit, let's get over there. So we go down. And it's like, you know, in this super shit old the 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 show's on youtube actually it's trapped under ice rain supreme steel nation and i think maybe rhinoceros if you guys know what that is yeah um so yeah seeing that stuff early on we got a lot a lot of dudes were hit like to a lot of shit like despised icons on vfws like conducting from the grave nehemiah you know all that metalcore shit thinking about it now it's kind of crazy some of the shit we got to see and i had no idea what we were even seeing um, yeah then obviously there was a connection from cleveland erie pennsylvania and pittsburgh so i was into a lot more of that type of stuff and with all of those people involved from erie pittsburgh and cleveland you're getting a lot of fucking music right then and there and obviously People move away from Erie. I mean, Erie's a fucking shithole. I don't know why anyone ever lived there to begin with. So out of the way. Fucking Cleveland was bad. Fucking Erie is like, shit, Jesus Christ. Like, that place is bad. Um, But Pittsburgh's dope, you know? Like, fucking. So, yeah, we got to see a lot of dope shit, but people moved away. And then there's a, there was a huge hiatus. I was like, you know, I lived out in New York for 13 some years now, and I just was always like, I'm always rooting for the home team. Like, yo, when are people going to do things? But there was just no OGs there to like kind of hold it down and be like, hey, you know, this is how things go. Or like show, yeah, show a new young group of kids, like, you know, what the deal is like. And that's why yeah. I think it's so like, and I know there's probably bands I don't know of that are active from there, but like, it's crazy to me. Like, I feel like the band with the most attention from there in like fucking years is live it down. I will say too, that Ben slug has been touring, which is from there and they do a bunch of shows. I actually have heard of them, but like live it down is like, and I mean, there's no disrespect to them. That's like some older ass people. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are. And and woods in the band, um, he, he's responsible for booking a lot of everything that comes through Cleveland. Even when I lived there, I mean, we kind of grew up together going to shows and uh even now he's the one that books the shows but you know being a like a bit of an older dude you can only like handle so much you can only do so much bro you got a life you got work a lot of people have kids and shit so and and wasn't there like every year now that's class wasn't it in jeopardy at closing like recently but i guess it didn't yeah and then uh this guy uh fuck simone rob um He's, he was in a band called Crowd Deterrent, or maybe still is. I'm not too sure if that stuff's still going on. I think he went in on it and then called it No Class. So they still got shows that are going on. Um, there seems to be like a newer generation of younger kids getting hip. Um, I've just seen Pain of Truth and No Pressure. 
at a venue that I hadn't been to in about 15 years. Um, and there was, there was a bit of kids there, but you know how it is. Like it, it almost feels like it's got to start over. And then like, you know what it is also is like bands don't tour. Right. So it's like, you know, if you don't have like touring bands during the week coming through and you're building that scene up, you're not, you're not seeing what other people are doing from California or like LA. Like when we were coming up, it was always like, Oh, so, you know, like fucking so-and-so is going to play merch guy is going to mosh hard. Right. And you see how that guy's moshing. And yeah. then like, you're like, Oh shit. This is the way these guys are dressed. Like say terror comes through and they are first blood and they bring like their merch guy and he, he, he shuts down, he comes through, he goes ham and you're like, yo, motherfuckers are going hard elsewhere. We got to do that too. Right. So it's like, I feel like that was like one way to learn, but like there hasn't been anything going on and like, in any of those areas so how are supposed to how are kids supposed to know what the fuck's going on I yeah mean, you, can, you can only see through so much through instagram like you know like, oh for sure for sure I, I will say too shackle played ohio i think four times in the last year yeah. and i think every time we played ohio it was one of my favorite shows on each one of those tours it's like i don't understand how out of ohio out of everywhere has to like when things go through there it's really fucking cool but yeah. you know, like you said, not a, not a lot of bands tour anymore, so they don't get really the chance to show off like how their scene is and what they're doing. But like like I said, it's we played Akron and Cleveland and Lakewood and shit, so it, it, it's cool out there. Yeah, like Lakewood's kind of like uh, it would be the equivalent to like the Williamsburg of Cleveland, right? Like that's pretty much what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could do an entire episode alone on how bands don't really tour that much anymore. Like, I know some bands do, obviously, but, like, and it's hard right now. Like, everything's so fucking expensive. But, yeah, I mean, like, I was talking to my friend a couple nights ago. We were just, like, out walking around. I was like, man, I can't tell you the last time, like, a tour I wanted to see, like, came through Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't fucking, it hasn't happened in a while. You know, COVID fucked everything up. But, like I said, that could be a whole episode on itself. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but to get, uh out of cleveland and shit so when did you meet our silent friend who isn't saying anything how did you yeah go go ahead and introduce yourself alex well uh i'm alex um i don't even know what <laughs> know that. To say. <laughs> you're uh you guys like remind me of uh my friend miles um he plays in statement of pride now he just turned 18 but um like two fya's ago that was like like he grew up listening to hardcore because, like, his dad listened to hardcore. So he there's like a really funny video of him when he's 12 covering a Mad Ball song on guitar. Because like, sounds like Alex. Yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally it, it reminds me of him a lot. And um, I mean, he plays in all he plays in like six bands here now. He's a shit. But um, FYA two years ago was like the first time he's ever done anything like that. And I had to like hit up his mom and like they know a hardcore, so like they kind of get it. But I was like, yeah, like I'll watch him all weekend and, you know, he's not going to I make sure he's not like nothing's crazy is going to happen to him. But um, it was just kind of a weird moment for me because, like, I'm not that old, but just being like, I'll babysit your son so he can go to this hardcore show for an entire weekend, seven hours away with us. is just kind of like, a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have kids, but I can imagine as a parent, I would be like, holy shit, like I'm going to let my child do this. But um. How did you guys meet? Because I assume yeah, you guys no, have a I, I was gonna talk. say I should probably just say how we met. And I, I, I you know, yeah. I was thinking about it. I, a lot of people asked, and then like you're like, oh shit, I gotta tell you this story. And you know, when you start telling a story, sometimes people just like 
their attention span is like two seconds. So they're just like, oh, that's not interesting. But like, I think it's actually interesting. I think it's the way me, I found him actually is a very New York thing where it's like everyone, everyone somewhere is like literally arm's length. And I was actually working at an agency, an ad agency as a designer. And uh, some of the older dudes there were talking about Sunny Day Real Estate. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're just all like, fucking talking about records and shit and this this the old home he was like yeah i got this and that and i'm like yeah. he's like yeah you ever uh been to this record store called limited to one I'm, I'm like no and he's like he's like yeah my uh my my friend just opened that up and uh you should go check it out so i just got off work and i went and checked it out like that day and he was like yeah he mostly has like indie hardcore you know all that type of stuff i'm like cool let me check it out so i zoomed down there after work and i'm in there and Alex is in there. And uh, like at this point, you had to be what, like 11 or 12? I, I and, think I was 12. Uh, 12. And he's he's walking around and he's asking about irate and hate breed. So there was another guy in there. And who, who was the other guy in there, Alex? He was in a band that's kind of famous. Sky Came Falling. Oh, okay. Could have been Sky Came Falling. I don't really so remember. I, I looked at that. that guy. I'm like, hey, is this your son? And he's like, no. And so I go to the, <laughs> the guy working the counter, which happened to be the owner. And I'm like, hey, is like, is this is this your son? Like, I, who who would be asking about this shit? Literally, whose kid is this type moment? <laughs> right? It's got to be an OG's kid, right? Like, I'm like, damn. So the guy's like, no, we got a call earlier. And a kid called and he asked, hey, do you have any hate breed or irate stuff? And, I, and the guy said, maybe. And the kid came down here and he's been in here ever since and looking through all of our shit, asking questions. I was like, so I was like, so I turned to him. I'm like, yo, you ever been to a hardcore show? And he was like, no. And I'm like, well, like, that's the beauty of it is like going to the show and like the excitement and the energy. And I was like, I'll take you to your first show how can we connect? And, you know, uh, you know, we, I think we just connected by Instagram. And then I was like, Hey, do you, uh, do you fuck with like newer bands? Cause he was only asking about like older bands. And I was Which, like, you know, I'll, I'll say real quick. That's insane to me. Cause like, I feel like every hardcore kid, like I know for me personally, and like a lot of my friends, you, you learn about like the bands, maybe like in your scene happening right now, or like, whatever the current shit is and then like a few years later you find out like maybe like i read in hate breed yeah for sure <laughs> like when i was first starting to going to shows at 14 15 i had no fucking idea what the fuck i rate was brother oh, in alabama bro no there ain't no, there ain't no, no, no way no. i need to know when brandon's done how you were why you were asking i rate when you were 12 we'll, we'll get into that I'll yeah we'll get into that <laughs> but it's like uh so i was like yeah you know you you it's crazy what he was. He's putting me, he's put me on a mad shit, to be honest. Like some shit he got from my birthday. He's got me some weird tapes. I'm like, I don't even know what this shit is. So, but I, so I gave him a point of contact demo tape and I gave him a regulate promo tape. And he, you know, I don't even think he ever listened to it, but um... <laughs> if you don't like point of contact, brother, I don't know what to tell you. I think I, are you talking about that should the... be, that should be your shit. No, I, I, I still have those. I still listen to it. I still listen to it. I will say, Brandon, you posted that sentence poster the other day, and I was so jealous, bro. Yep. They're, they're sick cool. as fuck. That poster's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like Lumpy gave gave him one at this like pandemic sale that we did. And I was like, yo, let me get that. And he was like, no. And I was like, what? Fuck me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Saving but, it. Um, okay, so before I ask how you found out about Hardcore, Alex, um, I heard something about your your parents or I think your dad, and I might be completely off. This might be some weird lore that was lost in translation from ear to ear, oh, but geez. someone told me your dad was somehow connected to Glassjaw. That's yeah, he used to he used to manage the singer. Okay, so that yeah. is that is true. That is true. Yeah. So is that how like you found? Because I mean, like I said, like I think you're an anomaly. Not even in modern times. Obviously, you're an anomaly. But even in old times, like I don't think there are many twelve year olds. Like twelve is pretty young to find hardcore. Yeah. You got family members who are like when you're like nine, be like, "Yo, listen to this pussy." Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, twelve. Yeah. Oh, to add to that, twelve years old finding hardcore in new york city that's a whole other thing yeah. you know yeah. there's there's not just people walking around like that are in, hell no you know yeah. it's like you would think that there is but there isn't um yeah so yeah. did you is your dad kind of your source for it alex no not really he wasn't really uh too into that type of music it was just like i found glassjaw like years ago and then i basically just kept like looking at like related artists and stuff and it would just like it would just keep like connecting the dots like from glass shot find like vision of disorder and like it would just go on from there okay an artist bro that's pretty do you like glass alex yeah they're probably my favorite man they're they're one of my favorite bands all right that's cool how did uh so does your dad still like i i don't even know what the fuck you call that job like talent agency or whatever does he still do shit like that no not anymore no okay gotcha I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's literally like it sounds fake. It sounds like like you meeting him in some record store, some little kid yeah, asking I know. for Irene records. That that, that for, yeah. but it's kind of cool hearing out someone being like, yeah, I, I I just had this one band glass show, which isn't. It's close, yeah. but not not Could that be close. like obs- like not obscure band. Honestly, yeah. like glass is isn't obscure, but like. But finding everything else you're related to glass y'all I mean that's crazy. cool. You know, that's 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 2022 right there. Yeah, for 2018 sure. yeah, or over the fuck. So yeah, because they would be yeah, they would do all that like Long Island hardcore stuff and they would just be yeah. related. Yeah. That's dope as fuck, honestly. So Brandon, I guess you just had to hit up his parents and be like, yo, I'm not a fucking pervert. Like I just Okay, well that's a whole other conversation. Shortly after, I think it was like maybe a couple weeks after the pandemic actually hit. And so obviously there was no future shows. So I couldn't take him to any shows. And he would kind of hit me up and being like, you know, what's up with this? What's up with that? And I was like, I have a job for you. I was like, can you list every single thing I have on Discogs for me? Because I've never listed anything. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And so he was like, if you give me some things. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. And uh, but I was like, it's also very weird being like a 34 year old man having uh, this child in my house. You put that man in the fucking sweatshop, bro. I asked yeah. the people at my work. I was like, you know, I was working with people. I'm like. Is this is this actually very fucking weird that like you know I'm, I got this like twelve year old kid you know listing my records on Discog for me, and they're like yeah, but then I'm like thinking about it you know I'm like they don't they don't get it they don't like, get it for they sure. don't say it, it's, and it, I was like it, I'm you know I wish I had someone like me to like walk me through all the yeah for sure of hardcore yeah. and just like for sure. Be like, yo, yeah. I'm going to take you to everything, and here's this, here's that. Granted, he knew more about a lot of shit than me, but, you know, I had the vehicle, and I like going to shows, and it's like, here's how you mosh, and shit like that, and here's what's going on, and, 
So he came over. I had to ask his dad. And I was like, yeah, I'm straight edge. I don't do anything. I don't smoke. Like, you know, I don't whatever. whatever. He's in good hands. And he let he let him sit in the apartment when I, but while I wasn't there for three days listing all my shit. And every day I'd come home from work and he'd have a pile of records on the side and be like, so I want all these. And I'd be like, nah. nah you know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, so yeah. I eventually gave him some shit and also put him on to some newer bands. And, and that, yep. you know, that's what it's about right there. Like to me, I think that's what it's about. Like you just got to keep passing the shit down and younger oh, kids. I mean, that literally is what it's about shit. for sure. And I think I will say that it like people just don't understand it like when i think about hanging out with miles my like young head he's literally a decade younger than me you know what i mean so it is kind of weird and when like people are like oh you hang out with like this fucking 18 year old and i'm like yeah but i couldn't i couldn't explain it to you like it's not some weird thing like we just like this very ups in the grand scheme of things absurdly obs- like obscure music genre and it's just not yeah. weird at all. But like, like you said, you can't explain that to some like average person on the street. They're like, "You're a fucking like pervert, bro. Like, why are you why <laughs> are you hanging out with this kid?" But I, I, that's yeah. what Greg's talked about too. Because Greg's twelve years older than me, and we hang out all the time. And he's like, "Cause I'm like the similar age, like his clients and shit." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, he's like, it, it all comes down to the similar interests and shit like that. Like, it's not like we're talking like, oh, he's some like." authority and i'm some fucking you know, you know what i mean we're just interested in the same thing we like the same music we're going to the same shows it's just so different yeah, like, yeah you it, know, and naturally yeah. he you know alex hears us talking about like graffiti or riding bikes or whatever and he's like oh you know maybe i want to try some of that shit too and then it's like you you know you see what the older guys are doing you're like oh maybe i'll get into some of that shit and maybe it works out maybe it doesn't so it's like just not about just hardcore, but it's about life. But it's like just that's, having the, a, like a that's the common literally. bond right there yeah. is where it yeah. starts. It's like then you just learn, you know, maybe he'll become an artist down the line. I don't know. Some shit like that. So, what no, what friends mean, do you have that you don't have similar interests with? You know what I mean? It's just whatever. Yeah. Do you have any other friends your age, Alex, that like like hardcore <laughs> and shit? No, I didn't mean like that. Like, that is, there, funny is, is there any like kids you go to like high school with that like like hardcore or no? Nah, not really. That's nah, kind of crazy. Yeah, it is yeah, crazy. yeah. That's that is very crazy. I feel like at least in New York, like some kid, like you know, like have you tried to get anyone that's your age into it? It's like one of those things where just like it's not even worth trying. It's like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Leg- jaded, jaded at sixteen. Jaded at sixteen. <laughs> all right, before we get on to the act like you know shit and all that. Uh, one thing I will say, and this isn't me trying to roast you at all, Alex, but you got some pretty crazy shirts, and I have to imagine you don't have a job, so you I, gotta let me. You gotta let me know, like you you doing chores around the house. Like, how did you get this shit? Because some of the stuff you had, I'm like, how the fuck does this kid have this? And it's also done to your knees sometimes. Just so cool. So please, please, <laughs> please explain how you started getting like shirts or even like some of the crazier records and shit you have. Okay, so I do have a job. <laughs> yeah, your, fuck you, your, Carter. What's your job, brother? What do you, what do, you do for work right now? I, I work at a record store. Oh, that's sick, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He actually works at a good record store. That's dope. So how did you, yeah. like, how did you start buying this shit? Like, honestly, like. I don't really know. Like, I just got kind of interested. Like, I saw, um, I don't know. I, I kind of don't know. 
<laughs> to be honest with classic you, like, 16 like, year old answer what's the yeah, first straight what's up. the first shirt you got like where you were like okay this is like i don't you know what i mean like what's the first literally crazy thing you like, got it's it sounds stupid but i literally saw like this like this like demo era hatred shirt and i was like i have to have this like this is the coolest <laughs> thing of all time and that's basically just how it started i mean literally, i wish sick. it was more interesting than that but yeah I mean, that's sick, bro. Uh, you play guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you play in a band yet? What's stopping you? Well, me and Dom are uh, kind of working on something right now. But oh, I don't God, know where bro, that's, that's going. That's go. got, yeah, that's got you know, some that's trouble happening. written all. That's got trouble <laughs> yeah, written you all know, know, bro. Dom's trying to sing yeah. for another band. One isn't enough. <laughs> he could clearly. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing's enough for him. He needs his own episode. Yep, yeah, yep, that's facts. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. I want to apologize to uh, everyone that got hit up by Alex when he was 12 because he was asking me, hey, do you know the guys in Sanction? Hey, do you know the guys in this? And I'm like, I don't know shit, but here's their Instagram. So go punch, just them, punish go them. them up. So, uh, yeah, sorry for anyone who had that happen to them. <laughs> oh, bro, <that's> <laughs> well, before we get into act like you know shit, I got to say, brother, you're 16, you play guitar. You got all this shit. It's time you do a band. Do and you need to mosh more, bro. I, I thought you were bond. younger. Yeah, bro. What the, okay. Yeah, we got to I, I that thought you were younger and you weren't moshing because you were like 14, but you're 16. You got to start 16 year old, bro. People. You're supposed to be holding down the pit, bro. We're getting old. Nope. My body don't work the same anymore, bro. You're made out of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> if Are you going to FYA? Nah, I can't make it. Damn. Next time I see you, bro, I'm swinging you by your fucking ankles in the pit to get you in there, bro. <laughs> You're going to be going for a ride, but we'll wrap that portion up there. Um, next, uh, we'll get into just act like, you know, like how it started, yep. what you define it as. Um, Cause I know you wanted to emphasize that too. Like, it's obviously not just about like BMX or graffiti and shit. So I'll let you uh, take it away from there. Yeah. You know, uh, I think like people, some people in hardcore might not actually know what it is, but BMX has been the DNA of Act Like You Know since the inception, but I think the only difference is it was a bunch of BMX kids who all liked hardcore and they all liked graffiti and they all liked hip hop and they all liked all of those things that I, in my opinion, I feel like they all go together, um, which I feel like lately maybe is getting lost in translation and like things like hardcore where it's like you really you rarely meet a kid in hardcore who's like oh yeah like i kind of like graffiti or like i like hip-hop too it's very like one way or the other um but yeah so a lot of the a lot of the guys who rode bmx went hardcore and you know we would like drive around and they would like listen to fucking whatever you know no effects or fucking the vandals or you know all that shit and early punk stuff and then they just went from there and my one homie put me on uh from autumn to ashes early on and we went to warp tour and that was the first time i ever seen someone fucking spin kick and i was like <laughs> holy shit i was like i have to do that you know so like, <laughs> like it was the coolest thing i've ever fucking seen and then here we are fucking 20 some years later still spin kicking and um we're still riding bikes and still friends with everyone and yeah, we, you know, and then we started making a lot of uh, clothes and we started making a lot more clothes when some guys from Japan were like, hey, we're interested in like carrying some of this stuff out here. So we started taking it more serious. And 
I'm a designer myself. And one of the guys who I grew up with, um, he's a designer at Supreme and he helps me with the brand and uh, he also rides bikes, but he's kind of like, he had a kid, so he hasn't been around the last four years. And um, yeah, you know, a bunch of the dudes like just have good taste and, you know, they're just into mad shit and they're always like ordering shit overseas and collecting this and getting that. And it just, it, it just wasn't just about BMX. So it's act like, you know, it just is, it is BMX at the end of the day, but you know, it also is everything else. So I could, I guess you could say it's a streetwear brand at some point, but I, it is also a crew and a collective of people who kind of roll together and people do see us rolling like you know, nine or 10 deep at shows, even though like, we're not like the most popular people at shows, I guess, but um, we're there. And I'm sure a lot of you guys see like, literally, you know, all of our names in your inbox from streets of hate fucking from within wherever, like, I'm sure you guys see the name Damian Ray cut and fucking your inbox, like a hundred million. He buys every single thing. I buys everything, bro. You should see this guy. I'm not kidding. I I don't know who that is. And I didn't, I don't know, but you mentioned his name. And I know exactly what it is because I'm not kidding. He buys every single thing I put out. Yeah. He's yep. been going to shows with me since he was 13 as well. And uh, so, yeah, we've been rolling together for a long time, riding bikes, filming. And yeah, it's just, it's just a I thing. just checked the uh, the takedown shit. He bought the Fool's Game tape too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, his collection is dope as hell. And yeah, we all just, yeah, that's just what it is. And uh, it ain't really anything more than that. It's funny because I have to write... Uh, in an intro about the crew or brand for this angel and z podcast magazine and i'm like it's the irony of explaining something that's called act like you know and like what it is but there is no like tragic beginnings or people were homeless and they found hardcore and rose up from the depths of the streets and shit it's just like nah like everyone rode bikes and we learned so much from riding like watching bmx videos every a lot of all of the hardcore i know from there on out being introduced from friends but as we were watching bmx videos the first time i heard death threat was in a bmx video that's Uh, sick there was a video magazine you can only see the internet wasn't prominent yet so there was a thing called props video magazine they would just have a bunch of sections for contests and like scene reports and shit like that Dude, like the the amount of music that was in those videos was literally everything people worship now. You know, if it was a if it was a New Jersey scene report, it was all New Jersey hardcore being used, like floor punch, fucking shit like that. And you'd you'd just be like, all right, I need to look this up somehow. So you'd go to the buy the CD, then you read fucking who the they think, yeah, fucking you know, and then that put you onto that other shit. So, um, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for BMX, I would know nothing about hardcore and, um, I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, two guys I want to bring up really quick is, uh, fucking, uh, Sam and Dustin from uh, Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's kind of a tragic thing with those two guys because they came to, uh, it was magnitude Koyo burning strong and soul blind in Pensacola. And I guess they hadn't moved out yet and they like came up and I'd never seen them before. And like Pensacola is like not big. So like there's like new younger hardcore kids. I'm like, okay, who are these guys? Like I'd never seen them before where they come from. And at one point I forgot if it was Sam or I think it might've been Dustin. He just walked up and he was like, yo, are you in payback? 
I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I was like, like I introduced myself and he was like, oh man, like we are from new Orleans, blah, blah, blah. And this was like right after COVID. So I feel like if COVID didn't happen, I would have met them like two years ago and we'd all been like good friends and they probably would have came over more, but you know, that's, that's the way the world was for a minute. But, um, I mean, I still talk to those guys. I saw, saw them in us uh, with statement played Philly, um, yeah. a few months ago. So I don't know, small world, like, you know, them guys know you and they're from my area. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and Like, I think like we've been trying to push hardcore a little bit more and like, you know, it's always a surprise. Like I knew Sam, Sam is actually a great fucking rider. And just one day in a clip, he was wearing a point of contact hat. And I was like, what, you like hardcore? Oh yeah, I like hardcore. Like I'm getting into it. Like you see, you see the progression of people like getting into it. Like when you, you know, just cause like, riders are posting like oh i'm listening to this or whatever and then they're like oh what's that about and that that's one good thing about you know just we don't really get that anymore because like no one uses hardcore like emo or any of that shit in videos anymore so it's like now you're looking at like what the riders are personally like wearing and shit and shit like that yeah and now he knows everything about hardcore yeah he does (laughs) he knows more than probably in all your inboxes too he probably he's buying everything you know Nah, them dudes are sick. How how did you meet them originally? Them being from New Orleans, just fucking through BMX, um, like just uh, online, basically. Yeah, like he had made like a little him and his friends had made a little video. Actually, their friend, their good friend, his name is Brock Rayford, who actually and happens to be one of the best BMX riders. Not even opinionated, but like not even my opinion or biased is one of the best riders in the entire world. And um, he's actually like in hardcore too. So, but he lives in LA and uh, he's actually going to move to New York. So that'll probably just be like another guy coming out here with show to us with shows, you know? So um, yeah, no, I just seen videos of those guys and my friend from St. Paul had moved out here and he would go visit them and everyone just kind of realized everyone likes music and they ride BMX at the same time. Did you convince them to move out there? Or did they already have no, that? They just did it. Like, they just I, like, think, Fuck I it. think maybe they saw like how many shows are happening on the East Coast constantly. And even if like you're just a if you're just a hardcore kid, there's so many fucking shows. It's hard to keep up. Let alone if you're working, riding, doing whatever you do, just living regular life. life. Yeah, like there's just so much shit. So that's why Carter needs to fucking move already. Trust me, man. I, here, I've been. I wish, bro. My my, it, it will never happen. <laughs> my, my my, me and my wife haven't made here. Although it does fucking depress me because uh, I I mean traveling just been hard recently. So I've been like actually depressed because I haven't got to see that many shows recently. Um, we're, we're gonna go into the intro out. on this one. We're gonna have Brandon. And I are gonna have fucking nine shows. You're gonna have one. I yeah, literally <laughs> like. I don't even want to talk about it because it literally is depressing me. Like, I know that might sound corny to some people, but like hardcore genuinely is like one of the biggest aspects of my life. So when there's like, it's almost like, it's not like COVID again, because that's like overstating it, but it definitely is. It's been rough lately. Like we haven't had that much come through and with my job and how expensive flights have been, I just haven't been able to do that much. So it's kind of sucked ass, but um, F ways around the corner. I feel like people like, People where you live and like, I'm not saying you feel this way, but like, I don't think they understand how good they got it. Oh no, we we I it's crazy. It's think insane. About it. It's yeah. insane. We and I go, think I go to fucking Triple B Fest this weekend, and that's only three hours. I, I've been there before, but I looked yeah. at it and I'm like, shit. Like 
There's three other band. shows happening that weekend. Yeah. It, yeah. Or like we've we've been seeing this show every week for the past two years out here. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, I really do want to go to that. But damn, Not we've seen all do. these bands like a hundred times this week, this yeah. year. We're gonna so, see them next week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I mean yeah, it's like happened, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and I don't know, and I, I I really feel like the only two places in the United States like that right now is like the Northeast and California. California. Like, I feel like everywhere else really is kind of like where I live right now, where just no one's been touring there. Like, the Northeast has that obviously tri-state area where people just it's so easy for a band. Like, you could do a whole fucking tour of the tri-state area, and it'd be like yep. all three shows be banging. So, yep. I don't know. It's just different, but um, yeah. Uh, what year did Act Like You Know start? 2007. Oh, damn. So it's been a hot We minute. got the name because, like, it, uh, when, uh, we would be listening to a lot of pa- – maybe you guys don't know, but we would listen to a lot of DJ K-Slay, Papoose mixtapes, and uh, DJ K-Slay would always say, Act Like You Know. So um, we were just like, yeah, we're going to run with that. And um, it wasn't taken serious. We were just filming for a long, long time, and we just make videos. And I was too stupid to, like – uh actually like take a business serious and like the first video we put out we we sold a thousand copies damn and, uh, it was God. premieres for it in like australia brooklyn la and it also got nominated for video of the year and i don't know anyone in the industry like we didn't know anyone like, this is just we, a bmx video right yeah and we just we just kind of like really took our time and i was like i know how i know we could make um a good video with like no budget and we we, we, we did it and then we just kind of kept it going and just something i you know i love to do and just like anyone else in a band or anything else you know so um yeah hell yeah then 2007 well, makes the next part even worse yeah so <laughs> this is this is the main thing of the episode in my opinion that we're going to talk about um, so there obviously was recently a fest that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Act Like You Know Fest. And I remember immediately when I saw that, my first thought, not even looking at the lineup, just seeing it, I was like, why is Brandon doing a fucking fest in <laughs> Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma? <laughs> but that was just like first glance, you know, like you see some shit on Instagram. And then I looked into it, and I was just like, oh, he has no part of this. Like, why is this Just look at the lineup. Definitely not him. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) no offense to any of the bands playing, but like, yeah, come on, brother. Like, you ain't ain't a part of that shit. And you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's a whole thing, and I think that's like the – not the main point of this episode, but like the juiciest part, I guess, is – um. You've had like an actual issue with this. And I will say the craziest fucking part to me is like before they did it, you guys obviously said words and shit like you talked online. And then at the fucking show, they have a graffiti background. Dude, oh my like you God. Know. When it's I saw like, that, I was like, I, I think was, I, the yeah. first thing I did, I sent it to you and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember <laughs> a that. lot of people. <laughs> well, the, and I will, I will say this people. like. I'm no graffiti person. Like I did graffiti in middle school and never again, but like, it's not even to have to do with graffiti. It's like common sense. It's like, like no, like, it's just, you don't bite people's shit. Like, like that's like a hardcore, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to start a a band tomorrow called death threat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's really that simple. It's like, do your fucking research. And they did do their research 
and that's what I kind of want to get into. All right, uh, let, let's let's hear let's hear it from you. From go the ahead top. and, and yeah. lay it lay it down. What it's, you know, Carter's giving spoilers right now. We want to hear it right from your mouth. Yeah, I want to hear <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like I, you know, I wouldn't if someone started a fest called you know Streets of Hate Fest. I'm sure the industry would be going berserk, right? But like, I'm the small guy here. I just go to shows. But it's like when people hit me up about that, I was like, what do you want me to do? You know, like what what can we do? You know, so it's like I I didn't think about it for a while. And I started look poking around on the Internet and I came across this account who the presumably the guy who designed everything. And um, his name was James from Clevo on Instagram. And I'm like, fuck, bro, are you fucking kidding me? That's an even funnier like aspect of it, honestly, is that he says he or. I don't know this dude. He he has in his fucking name that he's from where you're from. Well, dude, like that's red flag up front, you know, like anyone who so like whatever. I found out the kid lived in is lived in Cleveland for 18 months. His name is James from Clevo. Red flag immediately. <laughs> right. So it's like anyone doing that, like, you know, people moved to New York for one air one year and they got a fucking New York Yankees new era. It's like, come on, bro. Like, please let it breathe. <laughs> let it breathe, right? So it's like, I think the duration is like at least seven or eight years you need to be somewhere or a decade before you're rocking the hat. So, but <laughs> whatever, you know, so we're moving on. And uh, I have a friend named Frankie and he has a band that's kind of cool from Cleveland called Captive. And I was like, yo, you ever heard of this guy? And he's like, yeah, like I seen him around once. I'm like, yo, next time you see him, ask him what's up with this. Cause I don't, I don't want to like do this like internet thing where it's like DM and like, like back and forth text, bullshit. And, like, well, I, you know, just ask him what's up. If you see him, like you, you ride with us, you're part of the crew, like ask him. So the dude goes, you know, I'm the designer and I just happen to be driving on 71, which is a highway in uh, Cleveland by the airport. And we presume, you know, I'm not going to say we did it, but maybe we did it. We, someone did graffiti really, really, really big on the side of a building that says, act like, you know, and you can see it from the airplane when you fly into Cleveland. And he said he had drove driven by that and thought the words were cool. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, what am I dealing with here? So this, this is like, <laughs> it, all, all you had to do, you know, like simple, like simple. It's like, Google. Google. before you text the homie who's running an event <clears throat> in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Plug it in, you know, to Instagram, plug it into Google, do just 30 seconds of research. And as a designer myself, working on like bigger brands like Bud Light or, you know, whatever, things I'm not even a part of, my job is to understand that at the very first, like the core strategy of it. I need to understand like who who drinks Bud Light. I don't drink, but who drinks it? What what is all of this mean, right? Who is it marketed to? Who is it marketed to? What like what what's going on in the world? Just what is going on, right? Bare minimum shit here. And so it's like I seen who this kid's following, and it's not anyone. Um, I I messaged everyone in Cleveland. I know no one knows him, and they're just no one was vouching for him. And I'm like, okay. So we had reached out to the guys that put this fest on and they said that they were not aware of our origins at all, which is bullshit because the kid clearly stated, yeah, I saw this thing that was done and, you know, um, we thought it was a good idea. 
granted, he didn't put two and two together, but that also rewinds back to a point of like, you know, you see anything, you know, if you're like a bystander and you see a from within shirt and someone wearing that on the sidewalk and you go, that's probably a good name for my my brand that I want to start, right? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, like, here's uh, from within fest. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like just bare minimum research here we're talking about. And um, he just he just said that he was sorry and he didn't mean to do it. And I was like, okay, so what do we want to do? And, you know, the proposal is just change the name. I, you know, they changed it once. They can change it again. I don't think anyone's going to go, like, kill themselves because next year – it's going to be a different name. I mean, I'm still sure it'll still be a good time for that area. You know, not many people go to Tulsa, so it's good to get people out there, but it's like, just change the name again. And we're all, everyone's going to be happy at the end of the day. And they don't want to actually do that. Um, which oh, is kind of insane. They don't. Even after yeah. all that, they don't want to, they don't. Um, it's just like, what a fucking know, moron. They're like, they're like, we can get our lawyers to talk to your lawyers. And it's like, it's like, dude, is this even worth it at this point? Because it's like, you know, like, I mean, these people just need to be beat the fuck up. I'll be they, real. They, they can <laughs> I mean, I'll, they found something. I'll be real. Core, bro. I mean, I mean first off, yeah. I'll just say it. And I don't care. Fuck that fest, bro. I'll say that. But like, anyone's actually listening to this and like that, that fest actually, you know, hits them up to play. And, you know, a lot of hardcore dudes are like, DIY mentality, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you, you have this thing called one scene unity. It's like, all right, well, let's practice that. Right. Like if there's actually like some sort of like actually injustice besides like someone like moshing too hard and knocking someone out, which isn't an injustice. It's like, but this is like, actually like, you know, like all of us support hardcore. We've supported a very fucking long time. We buy everything from everyone. And it's like, if there's, and I'm not saying anyone owes like act like you know crew any fucking thing, but bare minimum, it's like, yeah, like I guess if your band's gonna get flown out there for five hundred dollars, is that actually <laughs> worth it? No, no, Dude, no. no. Like, like if someone that fest offered me and said it's a guarantee of three K to go set up a booth and sell merch, I'd say no. If someone started a from within fest and was like, Hey, you can sell clothes here, it's a guarantee three K, I wouldn't go because it's like I couldn't go, right? Like, and me and you aren't like fucking cradle to the grave, but it's like, you know, it's just principle. It, yeah, it for, really for is, sure. Fuck the principle. And 3K, I'm sorry, ain't shit to me. So it's like, if $500 for you and your band split amongst five people, bro, that's like a meal at Applebee's. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, bro, yeah. come on, man. Like, Alex is doing better at his record store uh, job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I fucking... Much. I wasn't like, I don't know. I'm not trying to act like some villain, but like the fact that they don't want to change the name. They're told you they're not okay with changing the name. It's like, first off, I get why they wanted to change the name. Prom Core is the fucking it, worst name I ever heard in my I life. I don't even understand what it means. I don't even understand core. it. But like the fact that they, like, I, it, it's just and it was a crazy Prom Core before they announced, the, like, they, it, yeah, it was it's, called it's, Prom Core. And it's then it's all like all the sudden nonsense. It's, yeah. And, and, and I was thinking about this too. Like, I, I understand the need for a Tulsa, Oklahoma fest. That, and I, that, and I that, that whole place is like yeah. long and fucking 
Baron and whatever. Like, if you want to get your bands out there, that's cool. Like, even if this, the lineup wasn't my thing, they have something there. Even if I thought the videos were like, whatever. They're 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 trying. That's that's cool. Yeah. And if, I if I do res- like Brandon said. Yeah. I respect that. Like, who? No one's probably ever even heard of Tulsa, Oklahoma until this shit happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I do name, respect. Name five good bands from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can't, right? So yeah. It's like, and I respect them trying nah. to bring something to their scene, but like. If, if the guy's cutting you up, them, yeah, he, yeah, okay, you change your name from Palmcore because Palmcore is a whack ass name. That's the, fine. I, I do get that. that. Yeah, the name sucks. But, but if this guy's like, "Yo, I've been doing this since, like you said, 2007, which is fucking 15 years of the same exact name," and he's like, "This is my thing. I'm I'm into hardcore. I go to hardcore shows. This is like my my whole thing. I'm, I've probably supported like whatever the fuck." Please change the name. You've done it before. Please just do it. Like you're, you're just, you're just being, you know, you're just communicating. If they're gonna say fuck you, to like fuck them. Yeah, Why, honestly, simply. like at that point, I can't really like, like I said, not trying to just like make this about shitting on them, but like I didn't know that they actually just told you like, oh no, we're actually not gonna change it. Like you can talk to my and, lawyer. And the guy who like Greg dude, was talking to me in Tulsa. Why do you have a fucking lawyer? He, he Are you a hardcore he, kid? Like, well, yeah, I don't get well, it. Well, th- so the guy apparently was booking the Mongoloids back in the day. So the guy's not a young dude. He's an older guy. In, and I guess it's him and his wife or something. I don't really know their names. But, like, if you're this older dude, you know what's going on. You're booking bands in, like, uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, whatever. You don't act like you know is. But if you're, like, this older guy and you know what's good and you're into hardcore for this long and someone's saying, hey, this is my fucking thing. Please change it. Like what is this Are you fucking 15 years old you're like no this is mine now you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah no you're 100 percent right and it also boiled down to he said that uh it's a charity event so they don't make any money and, what's that know, got I to do with everyone on someone's shit call can it's pretty much called bluff on that like it's like no you're walking away with some money you just done it didn't do that for no reason right so yeah, uh, sure. now we know plagiarism is good if it's for charity yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, it's for charity. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> call it from within fest. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like <laughs> well, as like, long as it's a charity, I approve. Yeah, and like Fuck. I said, I'm not. I'm really not trying to just like shit on these people. Like, I do respect them trying to bring something to their scene, which is but, cool. Like, the graffiti thing is like such a like a cherry on top of the shit. Like, it pile. really is. Man. It's like, bro, you saw it from a graffiti. It was established that, and he was told they before... were buying it from someone, and then yeah. they were just like, "Fuck it," but graffiti the background, like, yeah. But he he was told he's bite. He said it was from graffiti. He's like, yeah, like I don't understand. It's so fucking ridiculous. It, it, it also like opens up this other conversation where it's like if if you work production and advertising or whatever, and you're shooting like a you're shooting a can like a photo shoot on it on the street right and there's graffiti in the background it's a person's job to find out who that is in the background and pay them so they don't get sued whether it is illegal or not they they try to give people compensation for that type of thing there was a huge lawsuit between a guy um revoke and h&m and he took h&m to court and won tons of money and he won this whole like uh amendment for artists uh, when it's in the background of something that they should be owed. I don't actually feel that way. What we, what we did was illegal. I mean, it, it is illegal and graffiti is illegal. I don't want anyone to pay me for anything. I don't do that. I don't really give a shit, but it's like, you should be understanding the core audience of what you're doing. If you're driving by graffiti and you go, that's a good name for my fest. You need to look into that because 
what if what if that fucking graffiti was like you know worst case scenario actually gang graffiti right yeah that's what i mean it's i mean crazy. it's like yo like you know it's crazy you can't to see that and do that like, yeah for sure <laughs> you know and that's and like, you're dealing with you can't just steal from the streets right you can't just take from the streets people do this all the time people have been doing this for centuries but it's like 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 dylan said it, you know, it, it's just stubborn and it's petty. And it's like, petty dude, fun. there's a million fucking dope names you could call your fest. Just look at the back of a fucking full-blown chaos album and like pick one of those. <laughs> <Let's go>. one. <laughs> but, but you know like, what I'm saying? Like, get, get Alex like, to go through his record collection. He'll yeah, find you real like, quick. Dude, there's so many fucking hard-ass names you could call your fest. And it's like, you're calling act like you know it's like what the fuck are we supposed to know i i know no one goes to tulsa oklahoma for sure like, <laughs> like, fucking, you know yeah and i hate to keep bringing it back to graffiti because like i said i'm not a graffiti person but like yeah if you saw someone's like tag or name all over new york and you were just like oh fuck that's gonna be me like <laughs> if you had a certain person you're gonna get the fuck beat out of you exactly you know what i mean like yeah, it's exactly. like it's crazy to see something and like just like how big it ever was and just be like I'm going to use that. It's just like bold. And then be told that someone's graffiti. All right, well, I'm going to make my own version of it and put it big as fuck behind all these bands playing. Yeah, it's just like, it's literally like beyond comprehensions or words, especially from someone who calls himself a hardcore kid. It's like, dude, if you're a hardcore kid, like, I don't care where you come from. These are like things like kind of in, this sounds corny, but like kind of ingrained in the culture of hardcore. It's like I said, like, I'm not going to start a band called Death Threat 2 tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's it's really and I know that's like such a simple, stupid explanation, but that's what it is at the end of the day. It really is, man. It's I, like it's been done before. It, it is. It's show, a just already. show a little fucking respect to someone who's in the same thing as you. Yeah, exactly. So um, to kind of get to the, the end of that, like, what are what's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just hope that, like, if future bands. But the problem is, is like, I mean, I don't even know if I should say too much on the air, but it's like, uh, yeah, that's fine. Out of behind closed doors about it, but things are expensive, right? And For, I mean, lawyers are very expensive. Lawyer, lawyers are expensive. Copyrights, registration, trademarks, all that shit is super fucking expensive. And it's like, whatever. Uh, you don't want to change the name. I, I really do hope that if I know anyone, an actual band, and they go there and play, I really hope they think twice about it. Like, like like I said, I just want to say no one owes me shit, but I would do the same for those people 100%, bro, like and, straight up and down. And that's why, like, when, like how we talked, we wanted you to come on here because yeah. whoever listens to this, hopefully someone from there listens to it or someone knows it. I, we want people to know that, like, yeah, probably yeah. not, because considering I looked at, like, who those dudes are following, they don't follow one <laughs> record label. They don't fucking follow any bands that are current. They, I, you know, I'm sure you guys. I mean, yeah, and I'm just going to be completely blunt and honest. And if this, like, makes people mad or, like, like, upsets people, like, it is what it is. But, like, the bands that play that fest, like, I'm not saying they're not hardcore, but they truly are in, like, their own thing. Yeah, 90% of it's... Like, like I don't want to call it, yeah. like, Obscuro, because I'm not trying to disrespect anyone genuinely, because the bands didn't have anything to do with uh, the name of the thing. They just I don't think they would have known yeah. either, because it was Promcore up until, like, the day the lineup Yeah, dropped. so it's just, like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, like you said, it, it's, like, it is, a, there are hardcore bands fine, even if I don't like any of the bands that play, that it's irrelevant and doesn't matter, but... 
it's such its own thing that maybe they're just on some different fucking planet and they just don't understand like simple concepts that everyone else in hardcore does dude i don't think so yeah i mean it, it and it traveled man like i'm telling you a lot of people hit me up and it's like bro i don't have time yeah, I just didn't even answer. I don't have time to explain Well, like this. you said, what are you supposed to do right then yeah. and there? Like, like what, people what from St. Louis and like that Midwest area, like some of our BMX shops that buy shit from us, they hit us up. They're like, hey, some local kids were going to this. Like, I just want to make sure that this isn't you guys. I'm like, and to be honest, a lot of people that I know hit me up and like, we're like, yo, just check in. You don't have anything to do with this. I'm like, Bro, are you fucking serious? You think I read the lineup? <laughs> read the lineup. Like, if I was booking something, like headlining would be like I'd pay a million dollars for built upon frustration to play. So yeah. like, and, you know, it's like I would have nothing to do with any of that, and it wouldn't be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have no connection to that. Yeah, you're not from so, Oklahoma. Whatever. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know. Maybe I'll be home for Christmas and happen to run into someone, maybe or from whatever. the homie John like, from Clevo. Yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, it's it is what it is, man. Like, I, there's I'm not gonna go to court and fight over this. Just take the fucking name, book a bunch of stupid shit, whatever. We're gonna be doing our thing over here, regardless. So, yeah, and like I I wanted to bring you on to talk about it because like I'm not gonna front and say like 20 million people listen to this podcast you know but like people definitely do and they pay attention to it every week so you know hopefully people it'll go to the grapevine i think yeah yeah like people do listen to this podcast and shit and hopefully people will listen and like they'll tell their friends to our army of listeners that live in oklahoma uh, we (laughs) we call upon you to let whoever the fuck does that fest know uh to this shit's whack change the name back to prop core or some bullshit just Find change another it to fucking something name. dope. Like, there's a million dope. Yeah. There's literally there's a million things, English bro. Dictionary. It's like Jesus Christ. Like, open I, a dictionary. It's like, open a fucking book. Like, goddamn. Like, uh, look on the back know. of a denied CD. Yeah, yeah. Look at the back yeah. of a denied CD. Get the irate reunion. Right. You know, yeah. then people will respect it. Yes. Yeah, like. I don't know. It sucks, but um, and I'm sorry you're having to deal with that. And like I said, like at the end of the day, it's like anyone who has been around hardcore for more than fucking six months should know, like that's not some shit you do. So it just kind of makes you question, like, dude, what are these people doing? And like I said, the graffiti thing is such like I almost feel like they did that like as like a fuck because you hit them up. Yeah, literally. That was literally I I had to like just set my phone down because it was just like <laughs> people were sending that to me and i was like geez like literally like we've done that like it's it there's it literally like looked like something that i've seen you post before yeah literally <laughs> and um yeah i mean and that's where it comes from like you, you know the dude saw it from that and uh yeah <laughs> dude it's it's strange to me it's just strange it's bizarre strange um, is a good word for it yeah, yeah. Whatever, welcome. You know, it's uh, I don't know what we're gonna do, but ho- hopefully, just next year, you know, hate hate five six can go down there and film like whatever new name and fucking the YouTube name can change. I don't see a big like you know everything's like all broadcast is right right then and there. And then you have to have the six six hundred people on stage with cameras, and the the YouTube live set is up the next day and. 
it's like that's so important for these like these shows and these fests and i guess it's like cool but like it can just change next year to something else it could be act like you know 22 next year it can be something 23 and that's perfectly fine right like more than fine people would i just i feel like that's an easy solution right yeah i agree and it's what they should just do out of respect like i said but um and i will say again like I don't mean any ill will towards the bands that play because they didn't know any better. You know what I mean? And like this, this, and the fest did good from the videos I saw. There were people there that gave a shit, and there were kids going ham, and that's awesome for their doing push ups like, on the stage. Yeah, it just sucks oh, that man. they're like in in that like it being so successful and them doing something awesome for a place that doesn't get many shows for it to be tainted by this because some dude running it just wants to be like a dickhead, basically. Right. It just you know kind of yeah. sucks so change it back and put some respect on your fucking scene have some pride yeah honestly so hopefully people listen to this and they'll just you know word it'll go through the grapevine maybe some fucking dildo will get on hardcore reddit and talk about this so <laughs> or just call us doing. all fucking aggressive assholes but yeah we'll they'll be yeah, they'll man, talk about how i'm fucking on, toxic man yeah like how <laughs> i have a one scene unity comp and i said fuck that entire fest but <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah, but no uh, but that's that's you know that's why i hit you up originally because i listened to like a lot of the episodes in the row and you guys were talking here and there about a lot too many fests right and i, was I like, think there is what? too many there is and but i feel like their location that fine that's good because no, it's, like, i think that's good you, for their like, scene like Utah, trying to build area, something like no one those are flyover states no one's going there so really try to bring people there i think lbd is a good one to say for that portion of the midwest we got this is hardcore out here then you got florida down there and you got stuff in la i think that's enough right there so yeah. i don't think it I don't think the addition of this new fest in Oklahoma is bad, but it's just like what we've already talked about a hundred times. It's just like, bro, do some fucking research, change the name. I have an idea. Yeah. I have an idea. They hit up whoever used to do flyover fest a couple years ago. And they <laughs> shield their name. They just changed the name to flyover fest. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. we're done. <laughs> yeah. And like the yeah. fest thing, like I know I, we just are uh, from within just announced the hardcore pride weekend thing. And like, me and Lennon, who booked that together, we wanted that so much to not be a fest vibe. Like, it's two shows a night in a flea market. Like, I yeah. wanted it to just be like a – and I know people are going to call it a fest, and I can't stop that, nor do I really care. But, like, we were so against, like, this is a 13-hour – It doesn't you know, start at 12. It starts it at It starts four. at, like, 4 the first day and it's 6. I th- 6 the first day and 4 the next day, and then there's a flea market where, like, you'll be there selling shit. Correct, yeah. Brandon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Just trying to bring something like different, but you know, contribute in a way that isn't a fest because they're they're like there's too many fucking fests, man. Like it's like overwhelming, right? Truly, but um, I say that, but like you said, like, and I was these people were assholes about it, but like I do admire someone trying to do something big for a not known scene to get people to recognize it. You know, I mean that's yeah. very admirable, honestly, but um. They're just going about it the wrong way. And, yep. you know, I, I think of, that can be like the bottom line there. It's, yeah, it's cool I'll, I'll that exists, that. But... yeah, but it's like, come on, brother, you're you're yeah. just biting some shit and you you're acknowledging that you didn't refuse to change it, which is like the most like cocksucker shit I can think of. Literally, right. you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You, you said it best. Yeah. So we'll leave that part at that. 
Um, the last thing we were going to get into, which we've talked about a lot, is yeah. And I didn't know you—you you do graphic design for a living. Yeah, I do graphic design. I I don't do like you know what you would picture like Dom or Kyle Nyland doing all day, which is like flyers and merch. No, I mean you do like actual band. like ads and shit, correct? Yeah, like I work. I work in, as a designer in advertising, so things are a little bit more technical, and it's it's like you know um, out of home campaigns and digital and marketing essentially. And we work on brands like Van Shoes and Bud Light and you know Ally Auto Insurance and all types of stuff, which could sound boring, but it actually damn is- bro, shout out Ally, bro, that's who I pay my car through. Yeah, man. <laughs> it needs good, simple design so you can use it, you know. So, so uh, did you go to school for that? Like, did you go to yeah. to college in Cleveland? Uh, Akron, yeah, just for, for graphic design. Yep, five years. So, cool. how long uh, you got a job like immediately after college? You've been doing that oh, like since? No, no, I wanted. It was just like I've been working since I was fifteen and a half. So when all my friends were like having summers off, I was just always working and then going to school. And then I just wanted to actually just be unemployed and be a bum for just one year. Year, I respect uh, that, bro. Just, just one. And uh, most people like think that you won't get back into it but um it was new york was always the plan it was like i'm taking this year off and then i'm just going to new york no matter what and just kind of showed up here with like 600 bucks and made it work and uh yeah here we are now you know so so you've been have you been working at the same spot since you moved there oh no 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 okay i'm not i'm not really uh hip to how like that that shit all the graphic design shit like how are uh, you like contracted through people essentially or yeah, you, you work could be freelance or you could be full-time yeah okay i'm full-time now so that's like that's good because then you have like health insurance and yeah you know, yeah of course little perks and you have a place to go especially with how you mosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yo it's it's helped it's definitely helped man sure. but um i i bring this up because we wanted to talk about like how important design is for hardcore music like I can't tell you how many times there's probably been a record that I would like and I see the cover in a record store and I was like, that shit sucks. Like I can tell you from across the room that shit sucks because the 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 cover's shitty. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or how like, like something that's good has a shitty cover and you just won't listen to it. Yeah, and as uh, someone yeah. like myself who's like very into comics and shit and you know reads them weekly, like there it's the same thing like i'll open a book and i might love the story but if the artist just their style is whack i'm just like i'm not gonna read this you know what i mean yeah so yeah but yeah uh i'll let yeah no i I think there's like a lot of things that get looked over because like either the band name is bad or like just the communication on it in general which is just words is bad and then you're looking at the art and that's also bad but the music might actually be good right and then you just kind of over it you know i think uh like you know my one of my good friends is pat he's in no pressure i went to kindergarten with pat and we went to all grade school high school together uh we're from obviously from the same hometown but he started a band called light years and i think i think light years is like one of my favorite and if you ask other people their favorite pop punk band but i think no offense pat but i think light years the actual name light years is why the band couldn't like just stick to people because it's like kids want to wear shirts that say like shit that like means something to them at school like fucking you know i don't know like 
they just want to wear like staple like emotional shit that looks cool and then like light year stuff is wasn't like really looking sounds like, like a that. fucking but, but the music movie. is good like man man overboard is a good example like a kid would love to wear a shirt that says man overboard right because it's yeah it just sounds like a cool name and it's like oh you know so um but yeah i feel like there's band that happens all the fucking time for certain bands right so uh, <clears throat> no i mean i agree um i don't mean to put you on the spot i'll ask you too alex What's what's y'all some of y'all's favorite covers? Like just the most like I don't know like you know just a badass like hardcore twelve inch or seven inch cover. Go flip through your shit, bro. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, I really like uh the the original cover to Time to Shine. Okay. E Town. I really like that. Um, trying to think. I mean, in my opinion, there's always like. Oh, really? the the OG cover of uh Broken Ties, Spoken Lies, Shattered Realm. Yeah, that's a good oh, yeah. one. That shit is crazy. He's he just he, he's just letting everyone know he has these right in front of him. Just laid out. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, like some of the best bands, and like these are a lot of people. Just like no one gives a shit about them anymore. But like the like weird '90s like straight edge Euro type bands, but even some from here, like that band Spawn. Um, that yeah. band that you, this dude's from, uh, one King down with stand like that. Love with stand. Shit. Yeah. That art dude. So cool. like, I don't know, but like art is so important for like, I mean, anything really. Cause that's what draws you in first. Like, but in hardcore in general, like you should be able to see some artwork and like in a way know the vibe. And I know some people don't like that. They're like, Oh, well, that's too cookie cutter, whatever. But. I kind of disagree. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I want to be drawn in, you know, so I even think like not even we're talking about all Almar, like even something as basic. I feel like this has been talked about so much, but as basic as a flyer, like a yeah. flyer needs to be somewhat cool or like it looks like someone put some sort of effort in it. And I think that like helps the show, even if the flyer is just cool. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, zines are the same way, like. I mean, I think cut and paste, like, for hardcore zines is the way that it should be. It's the way I still do mine, even though I could do it in Photoshop. But, like, much like a graphic novel, comic book, whatever you want to call it, like, it's, like, the same shit. Like, you – it can't look like complete ass, bro. You're not going to want to read it, even if the interview is good. So Yeah. Yeah. Could be the best zine, best show, whatever the fuck. But it could be – I don't know. But if it it looks shitty, it just kind of – ruins it a ruins little bit it. yeah yep. yeah and you know i think i always am a huge fan of simple is better and you know shout out kyle and island like he's developed so like being a designer myself i'll look at like nerdy shit like sit design systems and just shit like that and the way he's doing his flyers now and everyone's using them where it's like the layering and the bright colors like and in you know it feels very like graphic and impactful yeah and you immediately know just from seeing that another show that is coming Cop. up yeah it's new because it's like kyle and island did it right you um, can look at something in a good way and be like okay kyle did this. kyle did that yeah yep exactly and you know shout out shout out him for doing those i think that's dope like i i think that's like very what like hardcore needed was like like a nice little system because it's like those flyers are really nice man and it's like uh, they're clean and you can read them and the the information's all there and it it doesn't look all like grungy on purpose and like 
you know, hardcore could be clean and cleaned up a bit and, you know, it could be sophisticated at times. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be, I'm going to fucking kill you and all your friends. <laughs> you know? Kill so your mother, like, kill your dog. Um, That's well, actually yeah, a dog be like, making, bro. Dom only knows evil mode on Photoshop, bro. <laughs> That's the filter he turns on. Like I'd, I'd say, like some of the bull, like the bulldoze stuff, because they probably didn't know what they were doing. Like those shirts that are just so simple. It's just like literally Pops type out. it out and you know yeah. put it on a shirt, and like that stuff speaks so much volumes. Because now we're looking at that you know, so many years later and that's how shirts are being made now again by big brands that make a lot of money. Right. So it's like, they didn't know what they were doing. I'd imagine like the crown of thorn shirt, did the easiest thing possible, probably. Yeah. Literally like the crown of thorn shirt with the oval and like, it just says train yard blues on the back. Those shirts come in so many cool fucking colors. I got that like, shirt, bro. Just sim- something simple like that is like hardcore on a yellow shirt right um it doesn't need to be black all the time yeah no, I, I completely um, agree with that i'm trying to think like, know, the- like like that statement of pride shirt is actually really sick it's like one of my favorite shirts no you know uh the daredevil one thing but that blue is cool no oh, the, the blue, blue. Just yeah, the yeah, yeah. Just, yeah yeah that, that's just a cool simple simple shirt you can wear it all the time doesn't say fuck you die you know it's, it's good <laughs> well it's i i will i, I didn't say i'm gonna hang myself from a noose in my living room on the Dude, back yeah. of it but even with bands yeah. that you know are like sophisticated shit like division of mind division of mind has good merch that's like very conceptual and like a lot of that stuff's cool and there's some good shit out there but i would say the the merch palette it shows has been very weak lately. I think people could try a bit harder. No, I agree. I, I haven't bought a shirt in like. I, yeah, I haven't months. bought anything in like, uh, like, unless like, like, Envision of Cedar Pain's making cool shit, but that's because Lennon is just very good at like, yeah. knowing exactly, you know, and like, but yeah, I agree. I'll go to shows and I just be like, I'm not buying any of this shit, bro. And I, I have like 400 shirts. You know, I'll buy a, something from a. If I like a band, I'll buy a shirt. If I'm at yeah, a exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But um, it, it's been rough. But um, to talk before we end it uh, about Dom, um, it's so crazy to me how good he is at certain <laughs> shit. Because even Kyle will be like, like he's talking about the comp, like uh, the one scene comp, like the covers. He's yeah. like, I don't know how he did some of the shit he did on it. Like I just don't understand how he did it. I also yeah. Dom's amazing, man. Dom Dom is like done. I think I think we'll look back on some of the work Dom has done like 20 years, 30 years from now, and we'll go, that's a fucking classic album cover. Like Pain of Truth, Seven Inch with the uh, Age of Apocalypse. Yep. That thing is so fucking classic already, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, shout out Ridge too. Like Ridge is amazing designer. Um, You know, I think we'll look at the Pain of Truth album cover, No Blame, Just Facts, and we'll look at that with the dog and we'll be like, that's a cool fucking cover from for sure yeah years from now you know like imagine you're young in a cd store like in the mall and you're like you know your mom's giving you 30 minutes to go browse around and it's like what are you what are you picking up and turning around and looking at it and like you know for me it was always like the hip-hop stuff and then like cannibal corpse like oh shit look at these fucking dead people getting chopped up and shit <laughs> like you know it's like <laughs> it's like <clears throat> hardcore stuff can also be like impactful in the same way and i think dom's like definitely doing some shit like that it's like he'll, he'll send me stuff i'm like yeah bro like 
that's official right there. Like, I think yeah. Dom too is another one where like you can see a lot of shit and you can say, I think Dom did that. Dom did and that. One yeah. of the funniest things that Carter ever said about Dom's design is you could tell you could tell him to to do something with a flower and it would be like it would be I like said it'd be fucking raining blood, maybe someone's <laughs> cut off head on it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be yeah. dead, wilted, the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> But shout out to Dom oh for real. Oh, my um, God. I don't think we ever talked about, which we'll talk with him when we have to do his episode, but, like, the comp art, like, I knew what I wanted. I was, like, I'm really into MMA. Think of, uh, like, a call for unity type shit, but, you know, its own thing. And when he sent me the first thing, I was, like, holy fuck, bro. I was, like, that's perfect. Like, he it went looks, in. It looks in. 90s. Like, it, it has, like, the, the, the wear and tear look on it. First, I, I think all of them have like bullet holes on them for whatever fucking reason. But I, I know, you know, um, I know there are haters of the shackled art, and we're with one of them right now. But uh, oh, you don't uh, want me to get into that, bro. I think uh, I, I I love that art, and I think you did a really good job with it. I too. don't dislike the art; it has no business being on a shackled record, <laughs> none whatsoever, bro. You mean to tell me? Yeah, when I think about shackled, I think about two people walking into like. A fucking nuclear blast site with skulls in the sky for sure. It's, That's what I think about. So it, it, at least they're in New Jersey. We won't get into that. We won't get into that because it's getting late. But um, yeah. Is there anything else before we wrap it up? Late. It's only twelve a.m., bro. No, I mean the best conversations happen at this time, I would imagine. So, <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think so. What, what were you just saying about Dom? Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he's good. Yeah, whatever. He's fucking good. We'll yeah, have him on. He said to that. he's on his manic shit. I think bro. I think he, more people should appreciate him and his art, and I think people should pay him more, even though there's spelling mistakes on some of the stuff. But and uh, that's that's hardcore right there, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Kyle, Kyle has bro, his fair share of spelling mistakes. Kyle is the fucking worst speller <laughs> I've ever. He's the worst ever, bro. Yeah. Some shit, I'll be like, bro, can you read? Did you read this before you sent it over to me? I love Kyle. I talk to him daily, not trying to roast him, uh, but I think he's doing well. He he did some stuff for act like you know, you know, you know, a lot of people in hardcore. That's also another thing, is I wanted to shout out at the end of this, like all the people in hardcore who I've hit up to do designs for act like you know, like I try not to have it be, you know, everyone wants to have like some fucking self-titled bullshit. If that was the case, it'd be like Brandon, like you know, on Instagram. No, it's like None of this no, act like you know would never be possible without every single person in the crew fuck then helps out and everyone I know that helps out. I don't do a lot of the shit. I kind of just like make sure things work. But like there's a lot of people in hardcore who've done design stuff for us and Kyle and Dom and Dennis from Freedom and um, you know, a bunch of dudes from like around the United States and fucking overseas, like the dudes in that band Whispers. Um, one awesome of their boys, band awesome band and then one of their boys is like a dope ass graffiti writer out in thailand he fucking runs shit out there and he also runs like a cool little brand is it uh monkey man nah, that dude's somewhere else but he that dude is dude he did a from within like, shirt yeah that guy's I, crazy i have that a hang on my wall fuck. like the original design he sent me and it's fucking insane what he drew the fact i that just he's told him charging what he's charging Bro. his art is he I'm not gonna yeah. Of dollars. I'm not gonna him. say what he charged me yeah, because literally. I'm not gonna for sure because I don't want people to be like, oh, he charged me this, blah blah blah. When he told me the price, my jaw dropped because of how literally. cheap it was. I was like, are you sure, bro? Like, cause you killed this shit, and he really there's, did. Uh, 
if you look into it, there's a cool brand called Blue Sport Blue Boy Sports Club. The dude who runs that rips off like a bunch of hardcore shit and like kind of does it in his own way. And it's really yeah. cool. He rips off like Billy Club sandwich graphics and like kind of does it in his own way and makes it like actually better. But um, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of cool shit out there. You just got to look for it. And um, a lot of cool people and a lot of people have helped us out. And just based off the strength, like, yo, you're in the hardcore. Cool. I'm going to do I'm not going to charge you six hundred dollars. I'm going to for sure the hardcore friend price right and i will always say dom for every uh tyler mullen also i gotta mention he does a lot of hand-drawn shit and not photoshop but it's fucking awesome he designed he designed the from within logo uh when he was working at fedex one day he just because i when i first had the idea to do a label i was like i want you to do the logo like i want you to draw it and he sent me this one thing first and it didn't look bad but then he's like actually i just came up with this what do you think and i was like that's it, bro. Like, and that's, you know, that's been the logo since. The payback shirt where he drew the guy with like the big shoes and the gun. That's from a magazine. What magazine is that from? Well, we ripped that straight from crutch and had him redraw it. There is a magazine who uses that. It's a, it's the exact same character. I mean, they, they 100% got it from somewhere. I don't know, but that would make sense. Is it from like the the nineties or like, what are we talking? Yeah. Um, I picked up some issues at a record shop in Toronto, but I, it's one, it brought up a conversation real quick that I want to talk about is that in that magazine, there is an ad. This is a hardcore magazine, right? And in that, in there is an ad and it's a clothing company called camp three clothing. That was a BMX clothing company, but they were from the Pennsylvania area. The ad has no retreat playing in the bottom of it. And it has someone like doing like a huge fucking double on a dirt bike. And then it has a dude riding like BMX, like trails. <laughs> on the right and it's like, that's fucking sick because this isn't just about hardcore. Like it is like, I think like hardcore can put you into a different place like design, which we're talking about, which leads you into art which leads you back here and here and you just become a different person. I, I don't think hardcore is just for you to carry around a tote bag and hard style in front of an ice cream parlor. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's taught me like so much fucking different shit, bro. Like, I mean, if I could play an instrument, I would, I just can't fucking do it, but it's like BMX to hardcore to graffiti. It's shaped my entire fucking life. And I hope that does that for other people like I, I just being a hardcore kid isn't enough like maybe you just pick up a camera and like you know you do something else like you, there's a million people shooting photos on fucking the stage now these days where those photos go i have no i fucking idea but it's you, they, you, you they design a shirt you're like and you're like i need high res photos that regulate and you know you think back to the show well i saw 16 people on fucking stage with the camera no one's got photos anyway so it's like <laughs> fucking <laughs> they want you to pay them for it bro uh, fuck that but it's just I like agree. you're gonna take uh, a picture of me and then ask me to pay you for it they, they should have paid to be on stage you know it's like I, a phone, bro. I agree the the photography we won't even get into that bro yeah that's a whole no, that's let, it, let it go keep going the monologue because it was but good. anyways i think like the conclusion is it's just like fucking it 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 brings you to other places and that's what all this shit has done for me and i hope that like all these younger people are just like yeah, I can do other shit, just not work a job and go to hardcore shows. I can do a bunch of other fucking different yeah, shit. Yeah, 100%. And Alex, uh, can you follow that up with like your own monologue? Oh, he ain't gonna do that, brother. What do you mean? 
He go, yeah. What does <laughs> hard mean? what does hardcore mean to you, bro? I mean, oh, here we go. That, that's that's a whole like. Whole <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I asked, man. <laughs> All you, right. you, you know, he, he it could be that you now work at a record store and you love all types of music, Alex. You know, like yeah, it's literally like started like everything pretty much. Like it's like a whole thing. There we that's go. dope, honestly. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Two things I'll say that kind of got lost. Uh, we were talking about the the dentist dude from Neverending Game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know him personally, but I think one of the, like the craziest uh, things I've seen put out in a while, something I actually got to put out was the despised gridiron seven inch uh-huh. cover uh, yeah. with the crazy Incredible. ass like graffiti ass dude. Yeah. I don't know. Did I Dennis think people, do that? Yeah, he did. Oh, shit. That shit's hard as hell, man. I know. And I think looking back like and I'm not I'm a little biased because I put it out. But I think looking back years from now, people will see that cover and be like, damn, that's fucking yeah. That's crazy. That's ill as hell, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that dude is fucking good, man. I don't even think he knows how good he is, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's he's done some stuff for us that I haven't put out yet, but I'm gonna put it out. And uh, that terror cover that he did is crazy, and he's amazing, man. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Well, before we wrap it up, Alex, I gotta tell you, uh, can't be jaded at 16, brother. You gotta get these. <laughs> you gotta get your friends into hardcore, bro. Yeah, man. You can't. You can't say it. It ain't you, worth you, it. You gotta get your friends into hardcore. You need to start moshing work because you're good at it. And you didn't talk when you said you would. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I don't see you moshing at the next show, bro, you're getting drop kicked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting drop kicked. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, you guys got anything else before we wrap it up? That's it. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone who listened and peace.